words were done, but the lows be the same. Penny from my dots, cause you know I'm tryna change. If I ever took a loss, charge it to the game. When we see guys, we don't say. Check. Good? Really? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh. They're just always moving around. Dave says, why are you not situated when the podcast starts? Tell him fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have opinions on the podcast when you left, nigga. <laughs> first things first, if you're listening to this, we are recording our 100, we're doing the recording for 100th episode. It would have been Sunday the 21st, so this is coming on the Wednesday, so it's the Sunday coming. If you're interested by now, I don't know if people have taken up the last spot. We have a couple of spots left, maybe two or three. Slive. Yeah, yeah, it's here at Vision Lab, so we're just gonna have maybe eight to ten people in the just studio with us, contributing to the conversation, talking, going through the topics with us, games. having a back and forth games, Fiona versus Dongo on the quiz because they've been, comp- uh, they think we, we cheated and they're complaining. So giveaways, giveaways merge, mm. just to celebrate the one hundredth episodes of Charger. Yeah, if we're gonna do anything, we're gonna do extra with it. That's what we just, that's the yeah. charge that's charge motto. If we're doing it, we're doing it properly this year, bro. Yeah, so DM either me or Dig or if you're interested in being here. If you're not, well it's, it's kind of I just wanna say of. right now, don't DM me. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. you'll you'll get a response in February. <laughs> DM me on the charger page. DM the charger page. <laughs> I will give you a response ASAP. But that's kind of first thing first. Thanks this again. Congo for the AFCON. This is coming on the Congo's Wednesday. Congo's not winning AFCON, <laughs> relax. This is coming out on the Wednesday. So if you see me here today, that's that's what we're going to do. See you in the finals, not Bijan. And yeah, that's it. That's kind of what we wanted to start the pod. How are you, man? How are you guys? I'm here, bro. How are you, man? Look who's back. Ah, I did it. <laughs> Can we talk about how... I <laughs> <laughs> <And> look... <laughs> We're the fucking winners, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have pulled up with our words today, man. With the awards. Yeah, <laughs> bro. <laughs> 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 Ours in the car. Look, man. I was, I was so interested to know how you guys would have felt about winning, you know. Uh, we have a whole episode about it. <laughs> we, well, like, just we convinced uh, ourselves we won already. Live on, okay. Yeah. I mean, live on in the minute. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I could not imagine you giving a flagging fuck you, in you, that you, scenario. He wasn't gonna do the speech. He told me already. He you wasn't gonna good. do it, no. No, because the thing is, funnily enough, like I said, we had convinced ourselves that we had won like a month before. Yeah. yeah so yeah. going into there on that day, I was already like, if I was there, I sure wasn't there. What if, if you I did? Was there, okay, if you were there, and we didn't win. What would you do? It's cool. Like it's not. It's not a beef. Nah, nah, storm the stage. Don't do that. Fix. It's cool. I think won it, but it should have been us. Don't do yeah. that. Fix. We well, you, you know. You know. It's funny though. But like on different perspective as well. Because like at the end of the day, like I, I, I put my hands up. I have said it. Like at the, winning the award doesn't really do anything too much. Do you get what I'm saying? However, but then thinking about it, having conversations with Jordan and shit like that, it's kind of like it's only ever going to mean as much as we as we make it mean. You get what I'm saying? Like, if we don't rate it, nobody will rate it. Because at the end of the day, what's the difference between a BAT award and a Grammy? It's Real just, life. It's just Real ratings. life. Do you get what I'm saying? Real life. So, yeah, yeah like, let's let's be gassed about it. Like. Uncle Bex. Bex, what are you saying? You're doing good, bro. We're recording, so don't say anything stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you're ridiculous right now. <laughs> what's what's you're the king of saying ridiculous stuff. Don't mind him. Leave the rest of the whole 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, like, that's, so that's why it's kind of like, 
once we kind of put change that perspective on it, like it only is ever going to mean as much as we we yeah. make it mean. Yeah. And like also once again, like when's the next time that a lot of us are going to win awards for podcasting, yeah. especially yeah. Yeah. or even bro, artist of the year, bro. Yeah. Like let's be let's be legit. Like yeah. when's the next time you're going to win? The next time it's year? a long way away. Do you know? Yeah. Ah, what? Talk to me. How did you feel when you won it? Because I like I've said it on the if you listen to the podcast of the year episode, I said I was pleasantly surprised yeah, to see you yeah, win yeah, it. Yeah. Because when you see the names on the ballot, you see Cello, you see Officer, mm-hmm. automatically you think with the popularity and to be fair, not just popularity, mm-hmm. with the body of work that they've put mm-hmm. they've put there, and you're like, okay, everything in one bo- under one umbrella, yeah. it's gonna be one of them. So I'm at home and I see, oh, Fortune One Artist of the Year. I'm like, mm, I'm pl-. but I was biased towards you because sure. we had a moment yeah, in that man, year. We had the last episode in them. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. we had a we had a moment. So I was like, oh, I'm biased towards Fortune mm-hmm. because we shared a cool moment in, mm-hmm. within the culture. Mm-hmm. So, but how did you feel? I feel, I, I, and I really feel like that's what it came down to was my little cool moments that I've had with enough people. Mm. Like, because it's like you said, I was like, okay, officer, like pop man on at some stage like 2018 19 mm. he was the face of irish music yeah irish yeah. rap black irish rap and then you've got cello who's like the new gen face with yeah. the dublin yeah representing us with real ferdinand and them and them and them <laughs> and i'm like on a year basis when it comes down to 2023 i win every day balance of why yeah when it comes down to your capability in the artist themselves I do feel like I take that conversation and I take that competition. And it's, 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 it's one of the few things that me and Five was talking about on the night. Nothing to do with either of those guys specifically. Because like we said, we just named reasons why they're both contenders. But, and it's similar to what my man said on this other interview, we shouldn't let juiced up athletes talk about sports. Mm. And this is the thing of coming down to the artist and then the team around the artist the artist's own outsource and input into the community and then what comes out of such. I was like, it's fantastic to take a name and take it worldwide and do everything along the lines of the sorts. But something I've been talking about with the likes of Jaff and people who have been in Ireland, done a couple of things around London, UK, US, everything. And it's like, we're seeing the same issue. We found out that in 2023, the most underpaid sector of work was the creative arts and entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the most paid was something to do with an office, which makes sense. But it's like, you think of anybody who makes it in Ireland. By the time they make it, they're up and out. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the same thing of one artist, two artists, three artists to go off and do their own thing. But we're, it's always going to be the most underpaid one here if nobody's going to bring something back to the community. And that's where I feel like I come into the conversation. Okay. Being able to go number one opened up the capability in a lot of my artist friends' minds to go number one. Because I keep on saying the same thing. If I can do it, next man can. And I'll be real, man. It's like you said, we need to big the black and Irish thing up. Because I was going there, I was like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be fine. It'll be a couple of people playing characters, doing like the cool thing. And then you get there and you realize how much effort has gone into the night. Because boys, I'll be real, man. Shout out Fiona. Fuck. <laughs> boys, I'll be she real, man. I think so. Even you're making me realize it again, saying, when's the next time we're going to win an award? That was the closest example I'm going to get to like winning a huge, big award yeah. for the next like five, six years by yeah. the looks of it, in my mind in any way. Mm-hmm. You walk around, there are people serving you drinks, treating you like you're the biggest and the best, treating us like we've made it. And that was cool to have for a night. And then you have conversations like celebrity cultures coming into play a lot more now. 
And after that, that award ceremony and after the things that have come and gone, I'm like, what's next for Dublin? What's next for Black and Irish? Because I was thankful the homeboy Leon over at Black and Irish shout out again was like one reason why he's glad that I ended up winning Artist of the Year was he feels like that there's something that they can learn from somebody who's got their ear to the streets. And I know I do. And this is where it's like you said, let me shift this to you. I feel like Dublin's in a really, really awkward like transitional period. Yeah. Where do you man see Dublin right now? I think we were talking off mic and that you can answer. I think we we're talking to you off mic about mm. where I've seen. I think like Zeta said it best is like 2020, maybe it was her. 2020, everybody was in the house and they're allowed to create and they're allowed to be creative and they're allowed to pursue that thing that they've always wanted to pursue, but mm. college was always happening or work mm-hmm. was always happening. But now you're at home mm-hmm. and you're at home most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you can pursue that thing that you said you kept putting off mm-hmm. and you can do it consistently and give your best. But people start doing 5Ks consistently, just right. running 5Ks consistently. Right. So it was time to also pursue the creative outlet. So the work, from the work of 2020 and 2021, we saw a lot of it manifest itself in like the 2022, 2023. Yeah. Like you had a number one song. Mm-hmm. We've had two number one uh, uh, top 10 albums. We've had people touring with Kid Cudi. So the work of 2023 wasn't just beginning 2023. It started before. So I think we've seen over the last two years, we've had that, a bit of a spike, let's say. Like even within our realm of a podcast, we've had multiple podcast shows. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't really a thing like I know, I know the lads always ahead. I did it, but then we like we've done it, and Dongo has gone on to do it. So multiple more podcasts are like wow. showcasing their podcast yeah. shows. So now I feel, and I could be wrong, and I could be projecting. My mm-hmm. take now is I don't know if as independent in Ireland we've taken it probably as far as we can. We're at that stage now. We need backing and support, whether it be financially, whether we go to an institution and be like, look, look, we have this podcast. And this podcast is good. It won podcast of the year. But to elevate to that next level, mm-hmm. we are just two ninety-five people with families and expenses. Yeah. We might not have the means to do that. So can you support? Like, yeah. I'm speaking about us. Can you support Absolutely. us? But I think it also applied to a lot of us. I think a lot of us... I'm so glad you're We've taken it. A lot of us have taken it maybe to as far as we can as independents. And we do need backing from somewhere. Whether mm-hmm. it be from our peers, from our contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to see... After what Cello's done with the top 10 about Travis and Els, what they've done. I want to see how they get to that next level now. What can come next? What can come this? next? I want yeah. to see what you can do next to the number one song in the country. And I've seen, obviously, the lads have the, like, the biggest platform for black and Irish people on their podcast for years. I want to see what the next level looks like for them. Mm-hmm. But my take is we need... We're what's, at the stage now where we... Yeah, we, in the last three years, we've probably pushed it as far as we can. Okay. I want to see where it goes now. What do you think? Um... I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too yeah. too, tough, too tough. But yeah. like, I do feel like um, even someone like uh, David Gordon that we celebrate mediocrity and everything. But it feels like everybody's raised their level so much that I feel like if you start being mediocre now, you're just gonna fall to the wayside. Whereas uh-huh. before, if you were if you were just better than average, like you're still good, like you're still up there. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like we, it's always easiest for us to use podcasts because like we That's used to come record once a month. Some months you might not even get anything. But that was that was kind of enough. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not many people had podcasts. Not many people had stuff like that anymore, like before. But now, you if you don't have like, yeah. if you don't have your YouTube, if your videos aren't crisp, if your audio isn't crisp, if you're not here every week, and now it's even gone to a point before the live show was a thing for like them guys that are how many thousand followers and this are yeah, doing it. Yeah, now yeah, we're yeah. almost looking at you like, yo, you've been a year in this thing. Where's your live show, bro? Real life. <laughs> Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like everything is leveling up now. So I feel like 
we're just going to start, like, the mediocrity is going to start falling off and everyone's just going to start trying to, because at the end of the day, everyone's competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone is going to try and outdo next man. Absolutely. Do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. You have a number one. I want to have two number ones Absolutely, now. yeah, yeah, Do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and, that, and that's the thing, it's a beautiful thing. My own homeboy, was like, break down the number one thing. I broke it down lightly. Went number one twice after. Sat there for a good period of time and now it's just cool to have a world where you can acknowledge competitiveness, keep it healthy. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a playing game of you do this, okay, fair play. You do this, fair play. You do this, fair play. Yeah. Why do you view it though in the place you said it's in an awkward place now? Um, <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, there's, see, there's so many things that's like rushing through my head. I, I don't, I'm trying to find a place to start. Okay, I'll, I'll take myself because you guys started with yourselves. I look at um, the independent year I had in 2023 and we managed to reach heights like the Button Factory. We did the number one. We did the release party. And I'm in the same spot. I'm like, okay, soon I'm going to reach my capability. I'm going to hit a ceiling in terms of how much I can do myself. My thing as of right now has been like, go about this a way where we don't necessarily need the P, but we just need the convincement that we are worth the sacrifice of the P. So like, for example, how do I, how do I break this down? We're doing, um, we've got a documentary coming up for the rage. Um, what we've been shooting since 2022 and getting that lined up a way where it was capable for me, who's not even a nine to fiver. I'm just doing my shows here and there. That money comes in when it does. Everything else is usually just a case of hustle and find a way. To be able to make that happen through that, just the ability of we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, give us a shot, it'll be worthwhile. And then I go, okay, let's give it a shot. Thank God now it's one of, it's one, I think it's one of the most exciting things to happen in Dublin at the minute because we haven't seen enough artists in music speak about taking their world to film and then actually execute. Now that's something I'm looking to take into a further realm like later on in the year, but I feel like where I'm at now with like the new rage thing kind of having its moment and we've been shown our light and respect through Black and Irish, through District, through Soundhouse, through Button Factory. I'm in a position where I personally feel like if I can push this far enough, I can be the first domino that knocks over the effect of, okay, maybe these guys, can, we can vouch for these kids. Yeah. If he went number one and then he went number one twice and then he sells a, a premiere at um, a venue and then these guys do another listening party back to back, like maybe there's something we can put money in here. Mm. Do you know? And then we could end up being one of the first few countries that finds a way to create healthy deals with record labels again. Yeah. You know, could be, could be because we've seen artists that have been signed and looked after by the record labels. Very rarely has there been any ill will or ill endings. It'd just be a case of let me go do my own thing at this point on. Some people get dropped and then they rise and then they find independency is where the limelight is right now. I think... We're we're in a position where it's time it's time to start pushing for money, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to start pushing for especially we've had this conversation what, ourselves. Yeah. Well the thing is like I like I feel like you can see it coming. Like isn't it isn't it um Bounce and them man just did their 
the last event and stuff with Hennessy. Mm. Um, what's it called? I'm pretty sure where's your head at? Where's your head at? Worked with HelloFresh last year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? People are people are starting to brands are starting to look at us. You get what I'm saying? Like, and then that's it's it. It's coming. Like it's it is coming. It might be slow, but like it's, the thing is, you know how these things work. Like mm. it'd be a background conversation for six months, yeah, and then all of a sudden. Just like bang. that, overnight. And, but yeah. f- to everyone else, it looks like it just happened overnight. Mm-hmm. But it's in the works. There's somebody talking to one brand now. Like, what's called? Brands flying out there to go do this, that, this, that. What's called? It's not. It's not every day that I, I'm looking on my time on my on TikTok and I'm seeing I'm seeing a beep. What's yeah. called with lifestyle sports? Like, well, we are saying about. this. We are saying similar things, though. It is a like it, there are certain people that benefit from it, but it is a thing that we, we do need it. Like, mm-hmm. it is a thing now. We can only do so much, but we, where we need. Uh, we do need people to fly ourselves. We do. We do need someone to sponsor a whole trip for yeah. me to do this. Because, like, uh, again, there is those outliers that are doing it. But I think, like, I, I think in general, we're saying the same thing. It's like, yeah. so yeah, no, it is coming, but it's required for us to kind of elevate to that next level. Like, sh- you might have a sick independent following, and some people do. And those are like the outliers or the outliers. That's like when Chance the Rapper first came out and he came mm-hmm. out independent, mm-hmm. had such a big following that he yeah. could just do that. But I understand even like you watch the show Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. So even business yeah. owners, they know they have a good idea. They've, they've invested so much money, but they have to go on Shark Tank because they've reached the point that as they've gone as far as they can, and they're like, at, at this stage, I've gone as far as I can. Can you man's give me twenty k so I can take this further? Yeah, but I also think it's just <coughs> we're making it very hard <coughs> for us to be ignored now. Like, yeah, it is yeah, hard. To I, agree. Like, yeah. I agree. Like, if you look at the charts and it's a black Irish kid. From Blanche, from Tala, from wherever, from wherever that's on that's on top. Like yeah. it's hard to ignore yeah, that. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's hard yeah. to ignore someone selling at the back bottom factory. It's hard. It's hard to. Isn't Sean the comedian on so, doing something on Sky on RTE? On RTE, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's, it's hard that to ignore good. us yeah. now. Do you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So like, and even look at look at Victor doing the shit with Sky. Like it is very, very, very hard to ignore us this right now. It, yeah. And I feel like we're only getting stronger. Like everybody's only. And the thing is, even with that whole money thing and we need investment and all this kind of shit, we've always just found a way. Yeah. And but that's you one know, thing that I give to us. We will find a way. F- yeah, no, no, I do agree. We find a way, but do you not think eventually you can only, maybe not you, maybe some people's pockets are long, but for the, maybe not a nine-to-fiver or like an artist who's not a nine-to-five, but he has all that ability and talent. He's looking for a way. At some stage, resources are, I need to be put into it, like any business. You need to mm-hmm. put resources into business. And sometimes that might not come from you. But, mm-hmm. but, that's, what, but that's what I'm saying. I go back to it. You find a way. Like what's going on? And like, we said this last time actually, you just have this more time. It's a means of finding a way. And here's my my thing at the minute is I'm in a position in my career now where I know how much like I know that there's worth behind a new rage now for these companies. And like even to mention one of the companies that I feel like would have seen the more better side of it would be Jameson. Like We've been able to do one, two, three things with Jameson, and now they're going to be here at the premiere providing drinks again. Okay. And had a fantastic chat with everybody there at the Christmas party and everything of the sorts. And I think is, I feel like because we're in a climate now where people are like, if I just keep on badgering, 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 mm-hmm. they can't ignore me. Uh, we are in a position where we might need to tread a little carefully with who we decide to be the face of okay, let's put some money into the Irish music community, mm. you know? Because this is me going back to my thing of <laughs> we shouldn't let juiced athletes talk about sports because I've seen time and time again was where... Like Cat Williams, was it? Cat Williams, oh, yeah. I was mentioning that to you before. Yeah, I was like, I heard that line. Somewhere. I was taking notes before coming to this <laughs> thing, fam. <laughs> it was like, I heard that 
and 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 I made so many loose connections for me because there are times where I know my name is brought to a bill for a gig or something of the sorts because Fortune Gabor is going to sell his tickets because he wants his people there. And that brings worth to the people who it's an idea. We know when we can name artists in America, in UK, in Ireland, anywhere in the world where it's a figment of our imagination. It's digital numbers that are massive, that are huge, but equivalenting it to real hard is such a hard thing. Yep. Bro. And this <laughs> yeah. is the thing. Oh, it's yeah. so hard, so, bro. There's a different numbers and impacts are two different things. Because numbers, what social media has done and it's the way he's just fooled, not maybe like fooled people, let's say, mm -hmm. yeah. Like you'll see someone with a high number, high following, high anything on the socials. But for them to get people out of their houses to come support and come back to them, like, I became more conscious of this through, I remember listening to a podcast, I know he's hated, but DJ Academics was saying, and he was highlighting which what rappers will tell you the numbers are getting, and they cancel out these arenas. They, they you, and he was saying, the thing is, he gets a lot of people on the streams watching, but he doesn't want to do a live show, because he's, he is scared that like, it's easy for them to click on a live stream, but to them to actually come and support, mm -hmm. that's... Uh, Different ball game. And yeah, this is the easy thing. to sit at home and watch something that's free. At my convenience. When you have nothing else to do. Yeah, my like, convenience. That's like, so easy. I'm driving this. I'm driving for an hour anyways. Let me click play. Like, and now I go to town and watch this person. I've been, I've been, I've performed at Button Factory, I think it is, three times now. I have never seen Button Factory the same as Unify, my headline night. And I'm not, I'll, I'll never come on a podcast to big myself up and to fill up my shoes and to make everybody think that I'm the next best vexed thing. My thing is, it's a scary place for the artist to be for one, because when you have so many people cushioning your idea of what a music career is like, mm. and you can't keep on bringing that same quality back and they keep on putting that same money in, it's going to fall a case of, we vouched for you. We put all of this yeah, in. Yeah. You need to give it back some way, somehow. And if you can't do it in shows... You're going to have to do it in the streams. God forbid, if you can't do it in the streams, what's it going to be? Then it's going to be another case of one of our old beloved artists fell through the door, whether it's a case of they got dropped, they got forgotten about, they got disrespected, the label fell out a terrible way. We can't let that happen. Mm. So I'm trying to bring the awareness of... <sighs> Everything's going to be revealed this year, I feel. This year? That's what January's felt like. What, in what way? Like, people are more transparent? People are more transparent. Um, I saw that at the end of last year, not going to lie. I think I was saying it just like, it feels like we're getting sick of each other's You, say, you said this just bit. before George as well. Yeah. Say this for no, no, it's a minute, yeah. I've seen, even me sometimes, I'm like, I'm just on the timeline and some people talk, so like, usually I wouldn't even acknowledge it. I feel like 2023 like, was the year of pick me, sly. Pick me? Pick me, behavior. 2023? Yeah. <laughs> just with what, what began to catch people's yeah, eyes. Like, just on TikTok and everything, you'd see people bearing their heart out with the most vulnerable moments in their personal life mm. out on social media. Mm. And I'm going to sound crazy for saying it now because it's normalized to that point. There are things that I've read about other people's lives, Jordan, that you wouldn't bear to tell me. After we've already had a cool moment, this is our second episode. Mm. I can ask you how things are going with your family and you're comfortable to tell me that. Mm. But the things that I'm seeing people bear their hearts about on social media, it's showing we are in a constant flow of people bit by bit selling themselves away at what? Numbers, man. And we can't do that, bro. Yeah. We're, lo yeah. we're losing humanity and that's why people are calling us the lost generation. That's why people are saying, we're the kids with no future. And this is my whole thing. And let's bring it back to originality. But the numbers thing, it's because 
like to your point, I agree. We've made a society where there is currency in the numbers. I've had people tell me like, yeah, when they approach someone to do whatever their con- their piece of content for them, the first person when the person sees the amount of followers that they the person is asking them, they're more inclined to be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So now you've created a society where there's currency in the numbers, there's clout in this. So some people that's revealing parts of themselves that you would not reveal to your closest friends. And that made the people into the world. And that made the people I'm coming for at all, anything yeah. of the sorts. Because like I said, in a world where we know if you just hustle, 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 do what needs to be done and it will get done, you will do what needs to be done. Sometimes it'll be selling a couple of 50 bags. It'll be selling a couple of bags of white. Sometimes it'll be selling your whole life story online. Yeah. yeah See yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It translates different ways for different people. And my issue is with the people who monetize that further and push that agenda of reality doesn't need to be reality. There's a life that you live online and then that will never translate to real life because it will. And when it catches yeah, up with us, yeah. you're going to be done out, bro. Yeah, yeah. Done out, fam. We, have to, we had this conversation, I think, last week and you're an artist. Maybe you can answer it better. But how much sharing is oversharing? Because we, I can come here and talk about a life situation that pertains to me and Digi. We went through, we were on a trip, we went through something and I come and share that, that moment. But Digi might not be comfortable with that information being out there. So, but I'm like, I can share. But you're an artist, you express yourself through art is there a point that you're kind of like that's a bit too much for the world to have man as an artist my version of oversharing is the second i decide to share something purely for the concept of numerical growth numerical growth that's my exact second i'm like you're doing way too much you catch yourself doing that though because and, and this is the thing this is why we can't come for the people who are doing it it just comes down to cries for help. If we, you leave somebody far enough, they will do something drastic to say, I need help with something. Mm. And then when we keep on bringing that to a case where that's your career worth and that's how your career worth goes up and up and up and up, we have to look at the people who are in charge and say, why is this the case at hand? Because way back when it was just about the music and how much of yourself you put in the music, how much of your soul put into music. But I, yeah, but it even... And, and, and lots of pure content, people are going to be like, I'm going to share this story because it'll get clicks or it'll get engagement. Or And I get what you're saying. Like, if you get to that point of like, if I'm only sharing this, so I get extra listens. It's not worth sharing because mm. I'm not doing it for the right reason. Because mm-hmm. I've had an episode where I was very vulnerable, but it was never for, mm-hmm. oh, Deji, this is going to get loads mm-hmm. of listens. It's more to kind of inform yeah. people that this is the life I'm going through and a lot of people go through this and it's okay yeah. to kind of go through. I never come here and be like, oh, Deji, I have a story. We're gonna clip it. I'm not gonna, gonna lie. Clip, the podcast gonna would look go very off. different if we did if we did it for that. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm just gonna hype, be hyperbolic because I know that's what's gonna go off. And, and there is times where people are like, say, yeah, no, maybe you guys do play too safe, and we should be a bit more hyperbolic, and we should say certain things a certain way. But I'm kind of like, mm, I don't. It's not. It doesn't suit the way I wanna podcast. Yeah, personally. We're going to come back to this because I have some questions on this. I've been thinking about some shit this, okay. this week. Yeah. But before that, right, last time you were here, you were a little hurt that you didn't get certain invites. And right. You were, you right. Felt, okay. Like you, were Fair. Feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't feel too welcomed by the industry. Mm-hmm. Now you're not the same guy. You piece of See? shit guy. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Now the bro. industry's rewarded him. Bro. The industry's saying, yo, I just said a year. Since the last time we saw this guy, since the last time we saw this guy, What's going on? I'm just looking at my missed opener. <laughs> 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 opener. Yeah. Is it going? 
he's doing the year. Nah, man, he's doing his listening party. Uncle Jaff is on the stage. Okay? Like, this guy, I swear. When I first saw him, I was like, you had a solid and from seeing you on the basics by clip to having you on the podcast and then just watching you continuously. And literally started the podcast with fuck everyone that's not on my side. Yo, the industry fucks with me now. So obviously we have the episode with you and how you felt back then. Yeah. Now what? Six, Six months, months later, later, yeah, things have changed. Wild, yeah, careers <laughs> yeah. changed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, How are you yeah. feeling now? See, these are it's, my favorite episodes. <laughs> see the progression <laughs> of someone. Yeah, it's um, it's it's. I'll be real. It's it's a really really weird mix of like class and be very careful, car. And and I'll be straight. That last episode, I had to tame my thoughts to an extent because I knew. Whether I like it or not, our new rage started from an angry little boy who wasn't given his moment. Mm. And um, I have to applaud and thank, immensely thank everybody who gave me my opportunity after that because it gives me the opportunity to smile when I hear things like this. But And it's been good because opportunities like opening for Mist come up and being able to do two listening parties for an EP in Galway and Dublin and have a type of pull where I can do those release parties for near no money mm-hmm. and have my friends just come, 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 come. Is the guy giving out the invites now? <laughs> <laughs> People are annoyed that he doesn't give them invites. <laughs> Why am I it's, a, it? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's now like, okay, I've benefited myself from this a little bit. I'm trying to find the little pockets where me and mines can start cracking through the door as well. So like, like I said, like last time I was in this room, I didn't have as much pull and credibility in the mm. industry that we have in Dublin as I did, as I do now. So it's like, what can we make happen of it? Even to, to get into it, like life has been like building blocks so other people in the community can help me with mine and I can help them with theirs. For example, like a long-time friend of mine, Nicola, Baby Girl Films, who runs one of the production companies in Dublin. We've been working on our documentary together for the last two years, and it's one of the first, I think, production companies that are premiering something in Sugar Club that isn't along the lines of Virgin Media, Sky, Sony, because those are the names that they work with. So now my, my thought process is, if I can do this a way where Sugar Club can now be like, okay, that went well. If another rapper wants to do a documentary or something of the sorts, we have this as our first reference, so maybe it'll go well again. Do you, but do you, is that your responsibility, though, to no be an opener? And this is and this is through? where me saying twenty twenty four Dublin Ireland myself included is in a weird transitional period because I don't want to put myself in a scenario where these are my expectancies. Yeah. Where if I aim to do something like this and fail, it's a case of, but if you could do it for yourself, surely next man could. Because I don't, these men could turn around to me tomorrow and say no. All I want to do now at this stage is be an example of, like you said, if you really want it, you can go get it. You can find a way to do these things. And I, 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 I want to put myself to be a vouch where... It's like, yeah, like, if we keep our ear to the streets, maybe another opportunity to premiere something will happen. Maybe we can have another night like Unify. Maybe we can do more release parties like this where we don't have to charge too much and we can make something of it. Purely because I know what it was like before where these men weren't giving us the time of day. 
and scenarios where I was watching the, this podcast, next podcast, next podcast, being like, I'd fucking love to have a chat with these guys. Mm. And now I'm back for two, thank God. Same with another one that's coming up as well. And I don't, I don't want to drop the ball, man. I don't want to drop the ball. I'm working on taking... I, I'm working on raising the expectancy of artists. I'm not going to say rappers. I'm not going to say singers mm. of artists in Dublin because where I'm trying to take like my next project to is... The last person I've seen do it is one of the biggest artists in the world in America. And I can't, I, I, it's one of those things where you can't speak on blessings before they're locked in and set in stone. But it is one of those things where it's going to take more than me and my rages. It's going to take somebody who's ready to back us and support us. I see. You're very, like, th- to this point, you've been very much within the scene, or industry, whatever it's, mm. whatever we want to acknowledge is that one thing I did, uh, I do F for what you do. I don't know why I didn't curse that. I should have cursed. I did F for what you do. Is like you gave your fans like an identity. Mm, you called yeah. them ragers. Yeah. So they feel like, oh, it's actually, so, I don't know if you did it deliberately or not, but it's like, in a way, it's like, how do you used to call it? It's a clever way of marketing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, a group of people, we want to belong. We want to have a people that are like mm-hmm. us or like-minded mm-hmm. like us, like the Beehive. Yeah. Or the Barbies the or the Swifties. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm part of a community. Yeah. And I saw you, Maybe other artists I've done it in our, in our, like within our scene I've not seen, but that was first time I noticed it. Let's say that's the first time I kind of noticed like, oh, that's so cle- that's clever because now he has the ragers and he says the ragers come out mm-hmm. and then when he calls out the ragers they come out because mm-hmm. like, oh he's calling me. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> let me go, mm-hmm. let me go. So that that was clever. And one th- another thing I was like, I've obviously then started following your journey more closely through socials, and I know I was invited to the placing party, but my message mm-hmm. was too close to yeah, birth, so yeah. I could make it. And one thing I've seen is like. I remember even tweeting us saying, I think the will and determination that you have mm. to progress and to, mm. did, what did you says always stuck with me. It was like, when when I see you, it's like you have, your whole being is being an artist. Yeah. Like I see it now more yeah. than ever. I like, no, this guy, where I might prefer the, like the rapping style of a f- office or whatever, but mm-hmm. I look at you and I'm like, where he's going to make up for anything is that he just has such a drive. And yeah. Oh, it seems to me anyways, yeah. you just have like such a drive and a determination. I'm like, they close doors on me. I feel I'm just gonna open the door. I feel I'm like, and, 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 not, and not to knock any other artist in any way whatsoever, but I feel like it comes down to me being the realist because I've worn my hat on my sleeve yeah. on numerous occasions, and the last episode was one of them. Mm. Like I came and I was like, "You man, I am pissed, Wagwan." Like, <laughs> and I know the Rages wouldn't vouch for this if it, if they if they didn't see how much actually goes into it, because I tell them, man, everything. They hear the rages that show up time and time and time again. They've already heard some of the songs from the new mixtape. They know which ones are going to be the best. They know which ones need revising. And it was never something that I wanted to just label people or my support system as. It was a way of me saying this, my anger with you, man, this is what it's called. This is what it sounds it's like. It's actually so and clever this is because what it's being work. anti-establishment always works. Um, like I, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the, the, the like being anti. I know, like the Ragers. Once there's always a, a, a space for people that are like we're the Ragers against the the rules, the ruffians. Yeah, yeah, it's always against whatever. Yeah. So no, I don't know if it was deliberate, but you're saying it was something th- that and, just kind of happened. And I, I dabbled in it a little bit. I think it was this episode or one of the other ones I mentioned. But I like to characterize everything as it happens. Making this whole thing a movie in my mind makes all of these things like way more easy to bear. Mm. So, Facts. right? Facts. I, always, so, I always say, if something bad happens, it just means that book I'm about to write, fire. You see what I'm saying? Fire. So, 
I'm like, okay, I'm coming off this life where, let, like, let's track back before I even chat to you guys properly. This is a kid who was told no 10 times over. This is a kid who now worked up like one or two accolades to be taken seriously, three or four more. Now I'm having conversations with you guys. Thank you to you, man, by the way, because you, man, that episode gave everybody seriousness to apply with when they hear my name, Fortune Igabor. It's like, mm. he's an artist, but there's intellect behind what he's saying. And you guys give the platform for artists to do that. So please, don't, don't quit the podcasting because we need this shit. <laughs> Thanks, man. And to go from that to then having this huge moment at Button Factory, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm the underdog. I'm in the underdog story. And the only people I ever really have issues with are like higher ups that make it harder. Yeah. And like... Gatekeepers. This like, is the thing. Yeah. Gatekeepers... I'm, I'm big on status quo this year in tears and the treatment of such and the social ladder. I'm a type of person where I can't afford billboards. There's nobody backing me. I have nobody cushioning my career. So I'm going out in the cold. I'm postering. I get a call from Dublin Council. Fucking take those posters down. For, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Now me and my homies, while I'm dying sick of scraping everything down, we're like, okay, our only way of promoting our stuff that was unique and cool and kind of anti-establishment, but not really saying fuck you to them, man, mm. is gone. So now it is a little bit looking at establishment up and down like this. It's like, bro, this costs this much money, but we don't get to do this. There's harmlessness in this, but you, man, are going to take our money in this. If I give you, man, my everything, the streets are telling me I'm selling my soul. So now I'm like, okay, in a scenario where you're not a villain, you're not a hero, there's the word vigilante. Yes, yeah, yeah, anti-hero. Anti-hero. Yeah. When someone's not robbing the hood and they're trying to help the hood, that becomes Robin Hood. Mm. So characterizing this for myself is bracketing. <laughs> Don't kill me, man. What do you say there? When someone's not trying to rob the hood, sorry to say that bar again. When someone's... It's not Robin the Hood okay. and they're helping the Hood. They become Robin Hood. Okay, I get it. You steal <laughs> to help you. Did you yours. get that first time? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> man, I'm going to say I talk too fast. But um, I'm looking at those are the words that I'm using to keep myself in a steady climb after Artist of the Year. Because I, we were told last year, it's like you man usually have two years in this, by the way, where you do class shit for two years and then you're stuck. And I hear it because... Again, like I've said earlier, you're like the third or fourth wave of like rappers I've mm -hmm. seen. So far, like that three year, three, like they, they come up and then, and then after that, I was like, well, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. Such and so, what mm -hmm. happened to you? That's what I've seen so far. And this like, is, I've seen there's been two, three year cycles. Our responsibility as artists comes into play then and there. It's like, you've done all of this. Dublin has given you this much. What do you want to do with it? And that's based on my, like what my point earlier is like, after that two, three year cycle, is it a lack of, okay, did it, they needed more financial backing to elevate to that next level? Or is it a lack of, no, this was a ceiling mm -hmm. within this space? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know yet because mm -hmm. we're very new to a, a mm -hmm. lot of this. So everything's still very new to me. So I'm like, oh yeah, maybe after a, a two, three year cycle to really elevate to that next level, you do need an investor, let's say, to come in and be like, and you bro, know what? I I'll be real with you, man. Next. I'm going to say this because you might even mentioned it in the likeliness of yourselves. I've been around specific tables with specific man, -a -man who curates specific bursaries and fundings, whether it be mm -hmm. drinking companies, whether it be the councils or wherever, the streets are saying their budgets are going up. So all we apparently have to do is ask, yeah. come with a best <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We've been so, having this conversation. So. I, I, I think that's, what, that's yeah. why I always go back to, if you really want it, 
like your responsibility called, like, as an artist how much do is you to call fair enough this? maybe that is fair yeah because yeah. what's called remember i was telling you about um remember who i was telling you about the camera guy yeah what's called for him he didn't really it's not like he had a bare piece to start off with or he mm. had anything like that he just knew all right i'm gonna do some research oh these men are giving away money and all i've got to do is that come give me that grab the quick five bags here grab the quick little thing there and grab the little t- little thing there and then all of a sudden he got it do you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying but at the end of the day if we like and i'm once i'm gonna say I'll put my hands up. I'm a big man for this. Like, there's certain shit that I sh- could have applied to. I could have gone for. I'm the same. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm like, even to even take it back so, for something that like, everybody can relate to. If like the leaving cert, how many people apply for the dare scheme or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't do that. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's an easy what 30, 40 more points I could have got. Forms yeah. are annoying though. I think that's what it is. You're filling out forms. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. It's so annoying. Well, let me introduce the podcast. Wait, wait, before we introduce the podcast, yeah. Oh yeah, remember you want to talk about this something? No, 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 no. We'll do that after we introduce okay. the podcast. I want because I've said to everybody, but you, I feel like you, man. Like when I look at you and the way like you've labeled the rages and everything, it gives cult like following. Okay. Like, you know, Tyler, the creator, back when he was doing golf wang, like, mm-hmm. it gives that kind Does of he vibes. Know he's, was, he, was he there? At that? Oh. Shit, were you there is the question. <laughs> Tyler, the creator, created the golf wang. Ah! No, no, no. Uh, do you know what it is? 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 I, I did my homework oh, later on. Our future. I did my, I did my homework future. on our future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was such a movement, man. What I, just, what I just mean is, certain people, certain people, like, there's people that have fans, yeah, mm-hmm. but then there's people that, like it doesn't matter where they go, who like where they are, their mm-hmm. fans, their fans are just mm-hmm. core. You know, I even say Loki the same thing about J Cole. J Cole, you know? yeah, yeah. And the way you're saying, like, yo, my Rangers know everything. Like they they've heard songs from new t- tape. Mm-hmm. Like people like J Cole, like when he was coming up, he was doing a lot of college tours and everything. Mm-hmm. So like he gained a lot of his fans from college, and they kind of grew up with him. So now when he's ten when years he's 30, later, thirty five, I'm thirty. I grew up with J Cole. Like I remember the first song I heard was Lights Please. And he was yeah. talking, yeah, he was talking about how he wants to be intellectual with a girl, but she's just trying to have sex. Yeah. And then I like, yeah, and then I obviously I kept listening. I'm in college, I can't see J Cole, but ten years later, I got money. Now. I got money. <laughs> like all these followers that started with him, yeah. they're the people with money now. It's like, oh, if J Cole pulls up, doesn't matter where in Europe, I can go, I can wow. get there. And, <laughs> as long as it's in the vicinity of Europe, I can get there. So and that's and that's what that's what I feel like is gonna happen with you in terms of like, thank God, thank you. You see how you see how you're saying like, yo, like when you chat about them, it's, you're chatting about them as if they're your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say rages, I'm thinking about like four or five people that there's camera guy there, there's another mm-hmm. rapper there, but you're talking about a whole sea of people mm-hmm. that will come out and they'll come bottom factory for you. Mm-hmm. They'll come out, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll come listen to parties. They'll come. They know how much they have to do with my career, man. If I came on a podcast and I was like, bro, I put in this much work and I did that, they'd be in the comments, fam. Yeah. Exactly. Straight, bro. bro. They'd be like fortune. Everything. Oh, but but that's but that's the thing that builds that connection with yeah. The, yeah with the artist and it's like yo I really fuck with this person do you yeah. get what I'm saying yeah. that's how you can go out and get a number one because yeah. your people will fuck with you no matter where you go do you get what I'm saying yeah. and also someone said to me like your music taps in not a lot of people tap into rage because they always look at it as a negative emotion like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie you're black and you're called ragers eh, it's a yeah. bit techie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I'll circle back to that in two seconds but yeah but no man I just want to mm-hmm. give you flowers like Thank keep you, building bro. that keep building Call that core it's gonna yeah. it's Thank gonna you, those like we said it's hard for you to get people like it's easy to have listeners mm-hmm. but have people that will come out and write for you mm-hmm. no matter what people that know this that words to the song before the song has been officially released yeah that's that's not yeah an audience God, that people yeah. get all the time do you mm-hmm. get what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah back to this rage thing we'll go into this spot oh sorry yeah um like it, it, that exactly what you said a black man and he's calling this thing as rages you don't know about it is the story of my life right up until 2023 mm-hmm. 
because that convincing convincing that selling that pitch as a black man to your fellow black men they'd be like bro when you see the way I dress, you look at the way I'm wearing my things on stage. It'd be like, you want us to back you yeah. in this get up, brother. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, but the things that I'm be like, bro, certain things you do for provoking the streets. There's certain things you do out of looking for a spark of inspiration that you can inflict amongst people. <sighs> Living in Blanche and being that kid who had the idea of a new rage from young, trying to translate that a thousand different ways will set up the black community to hate you more time because it would start off as a case where the way I talk is something different to these men. It's foreign. It looks like I'm trying to come across as something I'm not. I'm like, okay, fair. And it's the music I listen to. It was always taken where... I don't understand it some way, somehow. You're too whitewashed for this. It's something of the sorts of that. Thank God I didn't grow up with no identity crisis issues or anything of the sorts, fam. Now you're in a world where that same thing that everybody was knocking, everybody was shaking their head at. And when it's worth value, and people are saying, you know what, fair play at the end. You don't know which dank you to trust and which ones to appreciate this one i can tell is real because the way you are the way you carry yourself you can see that you'll be real 10 times out of 10 in a week seven days out of seven certain man who'd knock it in the past will bring it up tonight attach themselves to it copy and paste it and there you're in a weird waters of you have something that the streets are deeming as credible, as worthwhile money-wise, something that's worth bigging up and saying, oh, I'm a part of this, I respect this, I like this. But you don't want to fall on the thing of your head's too big too soon. Do you know that way? And it's, it's like... A rager, thank God, doesn't look a specific way. It's not like nine times out of 10, when drill came up, you knew what somebody who listened to drill looked like. Uh-huh. They painted a stereotype around us. I've created something where they can't paint the stereotype, <coughs> but I had to go through that first. Mm-hmm. And this, it just circles back to the thing of the book I'm writing is going to be vexed because going through that slating and that bullying to now I have a community of people where there is no set color, there is no set style, there is no set creed or anything of the sort. It's just people who have been shown coming together. I'm like, yeah, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. And I'll take that. Well, fam, introduce your pod, bro. Let's introduce the podcast. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're here. We are charged. Bang, bang. This is the podcast with the highest level of analysis the culture needs. I'm Daddy J, but you must yeah. call me Jordan. I'm and, here with and I'm here with... No, it's your girl's favorite voice, Big Dig, nigga with the Midas touch. Daddy J and your... Girl's favorite voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was Uncle J before, but I'm a dad, so yeah, I was going on. That's Uncle J. Uncle J. Who we got here today? Uh, Mr. Rage, I'm back, bro. I just came to talk some shit. Yeah, you know, what well, artist of the year? And that part by RTE. Can we talk about Powered by RTE? Of course. Of course. What does that mean? Funded. RT, back to the What's good? It's a good question. Apparently. Good question. Apparently. Fam, there were some big people in that at the award show that nobody was trying to. 
the heads of RT and that were at their watch show. Nobody was chatting to them. Now here's, the, now, here's the thing, though. How many of them was even being... I feel like... <laughs> Should we do the quiz first and then yeah, talk about yeah, this? Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? talk about the quiz because it's so turning into all the time. Because I want to do good in this quiz now, you know. Okay, what's called? We're back. Charge your quiz. First of all, this year, you guys will not charge shit to us. <laughs> this year, you guys will not charge shit to us. So... We have no favorites. Fam, like I give a fuck who wins the quiz. <laughs> um, what we're doing is we're wiping the leaderboard clean. Yep. Are we keeping the top spot? Who's, who's top? Fiona. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Everybody, everybody under nine out of ten is gone. <laughs> is nine out of ten? Fiona's at the top of the leaderboard. Everyone falls either above, in, tied with her, or below. Don't chat to me about your score from before. The leaderboard is Fiona and nothing right now. Fair. Um, what's it called? We have two lifelines. Yes. Ask Jordan. Ask Ditch. Yes. Nothing else. Don't ask me what's the second letter. Don't ask me for hints. Don't ask me for nothing. And I'm going to ask you. Is that your final answer? Talk to him. If it is not your, if it's your final answer, and you say that, don't. When you realize, oh shit, I should have said, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. Your final answer is your final answer. So hopefully, nicely. hopefully, now people stop chatting shit to us. It's crazy that, that you have to break all of that down. You know? No, no, because we we did it. Obviously, a lot of people came on the quiz. They're they all flopping. Okay. And Fiona came on. She did well. Okay. And then they looked. I gave her one hint. I gave her a big hint, but okay. I said that was her lifeline. Okay. To be fair, so people were saying we were going out of our way to. And let her win because okay, she's, fair, fair, because fair. she's been on the podcast four times, so she's a rec- recurring guest. Uh-huh. F- from the outside, it looks like she's one of our favorites. Fiona, you are mm-hmm. one of my favorites. But she from really? the outside, it looks like that way. <laughs> so they wanted to cook me. Okay. Right. Who you have five questions each. Okay. Uh, two five, ten questions. Ten yeah, questions ten in total. Questions. So four lifelines between the two of you. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no. You, get, you, get two, you get two lifelines. Two lifelines. When he's asking his five questions, you can ask me one. I feel like I should be vouched because you, man, came on next questions last time. Bert, I didn't know you were born in 2003. <laughs> 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 when I found out you were born in 2003, I was like, some of these questions. Okay. Mine my, my now is more general knowledge than... Because before, I was like... I, I was watching a lot of Disney shows. I was like, mm, let me try some Disney questions and some nostalgic shit. But obviously, no, it's not fair to everybody. Yeah. However, okay. now it's a lot of general knowledge. Okay. Yeah, now my, I write my bars myself. So <laughs> if you don't write the questions, <laughs> charge it. Let me start, let me start. What's the name of Anna Montana's best friend in the show, Anna Montana? Lily. Go, <laughs> see? I saw someone that looked like Anna Montana today, actually. This year? Yeah, That's yeah. one. King Grooves, a.k.a. Tommy from the Words You Head Up podcast, is known for playing which instrument? Do you want me to repeat the question? Yeah, please. King Grooves, yeah. aka Tommy, from yeah. the Where's Your Head Up podcast, is known for playing what instrument? I don't know. You can ask Deji if you want to use your life. I, I, I know this, by the way. Deji, if you don't mind, Killy. Uh, drums. Yes. Drums. drums. Yeah. <laughs> right. Question number three. You said you're a Kanye fan. Okay. Big Kanye fan. Okay. Name the first five Kanye albums in chronological order. Oh, that's tough. That's all. That is tough. Not for a Kanye fan. No, I'm not going to let you. The first three, I always get them mixed up. You just need to let me... No, nah, I can do the first five. You need to let me take my After time. five, I actually get stuck. <laughs> College dropout. Yeah. yeah. Late registration. Two. Graduation. Three. 808s and heartbreak. Four. Uh, What's after 808s? Twisted Fantasy. As a Kanye fan, the first five, you know. Yeah. After that, I get stuck. I'm my thing lie. is just... Like a line in them and saying the wrong name or something. Yeah. After like Jesus life of Pablo, I don't know what he does after that. He does like yay, Jesus, this, oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> no, no, what's called? Um, it goes um, 
Beautiful Twisted Fantasy, Jesus, Jesus. Yep. Life of Pablo, Life of Pablo. Um, what's called? Then it is Jesus King Ye. No, Ye Jesus King. Ye Jesus King King King's Kids See Ghost. Oh. No, that's a collab album, so it wasn't going to be. Oh, oh okay. What, what is the last one? What's the latest one you just released? Donda. Donda, that's it. <laughs> I didn't really know. Well, Donda 2 went out on. On, yeah, on his. First on his so that's what? Three out of three? Because the okay. first. What year did Ireland last qualify for the FIFA World Cup? I don't know that. <laughs> well, you can't use your lifeline anyway. It's yeah, very yeah. easy. <laughs> Just guess a year. Can I can I can I use my lifeline? You already did. You already did. You did. What about you? No, no, no. His, I can only his ask questions. Huh? He, for for his I'm, five questions, oh. you can ask me. For my five questions, okay, you can ask him. Okay, okay, okay. You just got to you just got to try. You just got to guess a year. Try the year. I'm not saying that. 2002. Was, was he, he was born. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born here. <laughs> Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island are the five what of New York? Oh, that's easy. You can't use it anyways. Yeah. Say them again. Manhattan, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. the Bronx, Queens, and Staten Island are the five what of New York? Districts. Ooh, it's close. a tech. I don't know the word. I don't know the word. <laughs> so, but it's the word he's looking for. <laughs> Boros. If I give it to you, they will say your new favorite. Boros. They call Boros. Yeah. Boros. Yeah. Boros, yeah. Five Boros yeah. 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 All right. What's it called? Let me. I'll start with something simple. Which element? Uh, which element has the chemical sim- symbol of O on the periodic table? Obviously. You should know this. I do know this. You can use this as a lifeline. Oxygen. Yeah, that's one. Because H2O. H2O. So that's, that's just all his lifelines gone. Okay. So four, um, so, so far. Who painted the artwork the Mona Lisa? Leonardo da Vinci. Bang, bang. That's good, that's good. Uh, do, 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 do. Hmm. What's the largest ocean on planet Earth? Pacific. Bang, yeah. What's that? That's two questions, yeah? yeah. Um, that's what that one, you know. But that's three questions. So that's three, yeah? yeah that was the uh, oxygen. Just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's three. Pacific, yeah, three. Which planet is known as the red planet? Mars? Yeah. No, I was going <laughs> <laughs> to guess what I guess Mars as well. Last one. Um, another chemistry question, funnily enough. I don't do chemistry, fam. <laughs> no, this, this one's all right. Okay. You, you, what's called... What is the chemical symbol for gold? What on the periodic table? What is uh, the symbol for gold? G in it. Nah. C. <laughs> what a, is it? It's A U. So what's what's I got three for you. You got. Yeah, yeah, three for oh, me. Oh, that's is that why my man has the vodka? That's A U ah. gold vodka. Ah. I didn't make the connection. I, <laughs> I, I was today years old. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make that connection. Wait, wait, so how many? Wait, how many? That's all. Mind? That was the five questions. No, no, but how many do you mind? I got two wrong. Oh, you, you got, got two. So three, three for me. Three for me. All right, six. so not bad. Oh, fair. Six no, out of ten. Six out of ten. Fair. I got four wrong. Six yeah. out, of, six out of ten is a solid score. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. Currently, you're second on the leaderboard. Well, there's the leaderboard is only. Let's just have a second, bro. I don't like you, man. You didn't need to do that, brother. Okay, so this weekend. This guy's funny. I'm going to ask a random question and I'm going to go back to why why I, why I asked the question, right? Yeah. Is there anything you're willing to go to jail for right now? Willing to j- go to jail for right now? Mm-hmm. In the context of oh. for growth? 
Not growth. Bro, anything. Just, is there anything that is like, if I do this, I will go to jail, but you're fine with it? Well, yeah, but... Yeah. Okay. And if you harm somebody I love, and I hurt... Worst case scenario. Worst I'm willing to okay. go to jail. What, it, what is it like? It, you don't have to give what it is, but you're willing... There is something right now that you'd be willing to go to jail for. No. Okay, perfect. Oh, this, this works out perfectly, right? Okay. So, I've been thinking a lot about consequences recently, mm-hmm. and how far is too far, and what is worth it. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of times in life where you could do a lot of things, but at the end of it, is it really worth it? Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how many times have I seen videos of someone saying that they got in a street fight, things got a little out of hand, one thing happened, two things happened, the person's yeah. killed now, they're 15 years in jail, and it's yeah. like, it was never worth it. Do you Real. get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like, but at what point is it worth it? Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, at what point is, like, is it worth it? That uh, you mm. know me, I'm a big advocate. As an adult, there's no point to fighting. Yeah. That there's no real, there's no real mm. benefit as a grown man while you're fighting. There's real. just your ego taking yeah. over yeah. at that stage. Absolutely. But there is a point where you might need to fight. Say mm. if I'm uh, with my missus and someone's trying to pull a hammer, like do something mm-hmm. to her, and I might need to fight in that situation, and it might go left. And was it worth me defending my mm-hmm. partner? Maybe. Like maybe but, at that stage, it but was. the thing is also the the other situation is maybe not because at the end of the day, right? Let's say in that situation you do what's what's technically should be right yeah. of defending your babes, mm. but let's say you're a rager, you take it a little too far. Right. Now you end up locked up, right. and then yeah. now your babes is looking at it like, bro, your daddy been dumbs now. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Bro, was this I really worth? Yeah, right. Was that yeah. one interaction worth going to jail for? Right. And let's say it's a. But I think the interaction wasn't with intent. To for the worst possible scenario, but um, it it rarely ever is. Yeah, yeah, it rarely, yeah you rarely true, ever go into go into situations of like yeah. this is going to turn out the worst possible way it could yeah, turn yeah, out. You get what I'm saying? Right, yeah, so right, yeah. in that situation, then granted you didn't you didn't intend to take it that far. Yeah, was good. <laughs> granted, granted you didn't intend to take it that far. Yeah, but was it worth it? Because I mm, guarantee mm. your wife would would say I would rather have. I would rather have the situation not go down that way yeah. or maybe you feel like a dickhead for for a night but you're still here instead of you getting locked up for two years real. because you were the real nigga in the situation. Real. So once again, is it worth it? No, no. Yeah. I, I Personally, I always always speak on trying to defuse situations because mm-hmm. I know like ultimately it's not worth it. I don't know. Like It's such a good question because at some point it has to, the, what, at what consequences are, are your consequences always worth the action? Mm-hmm. And at what point is it that you can say, no, you know what? I did that f- that fucked up thing, but I would do it again. Like an example, I would maybe give like to that extent. There's a UFC fighter, former Cain Velasquez. His daughter was getting touched up by a pedophile, mm-hmm. or maybe a trigger warning. Trigger right. warning. Fair, fair. Trigger warning. Fair, yeah. So after he found out, uh, he went up to the house or whatever, and he sh- went. To, she shot someone, but he actually shot the guy's father. Mm-hmm. So now Ooh. he's in a situation where he's in jail. Although I understand the sentiment of like, if someone was doing that to your kid, you want to take them out. Mm-hmm. But now you're in a situation where you're not even there for your kid. So was, like, I was can understand the it? sentiment, but what would you view it as worth it? A lot of people, like, it, again, he might sit in that cell and be like, yeah, I've got, I found justice for my young woman, but it's worth it for me. But her, the daughter could be like, no, dad, I would have rather you have. Have you seen a movie, um, A Time to Kill? No, no, I've heard of Samuel it. L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey. It's the exact same thing. It was written, and basically, it was 
a trigger warning as well. Samuel L. Jackson's daughter in said film was raped and then he killed one or the two of them, I think, mm. and injured one of his, one a police officer he knew on the way. And then it became the whole thing of innocent or guilty. Because the, and it, it, it opens the door, like, especially when it comes to violence, it begs, once it's in that court case, it begs the thing of, you can plead insane. And then it's a case where, ah, I, can't, I can't get into the law thing. It's so, 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 so yeah, techie. Yeah. But on the thing of, um, circle back to what you were saying, when is it too much or when is it? When is it worth it? When is it worth it? Or is it ever worth it? I feel, I feel like it, it, it depends on somebody's ability to like read a situation through and through, man. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Because you're somebody who would be able to have a thought process in a scenario where if somebody's starting on you in 10 seconds, even in a scenario where somebody was starting on you and your family, somebody was starting on you and yours, you're like, this could be a 10 second thing. I could kill him or he could kill me and this mm. would all be done with. But it's just a case where, is, is it an ego thing? Is it a case where we need to work on deflating our ego? Well, I, in that I think the only scenario is worth if you save the life. If you save the life, the loved one's life, and maybe Fair. took another, mm-hmm. I, I think that's worth it. If I think the, that's worth it. The thing is, the I think that's worth the consequences. The difference is, if your life is directly in danger, if the life of somebody I care about is directly in danger, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's either the life of the person I care about versus your life, your life is gone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry yeah, yeah. to say In that it, case, it's worth it. Yeah, in yeah. that case, it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. But yeah. very few times. Is no, yeah, it no, that no, no, no. I, I, Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I agree. Because, okay, agree. backstory, right? <clears throat> For me, I'm not someone that feels the anger or rage very often. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like I don't. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. From young, I think I had anger problems when I was a, when I was a, when I was a kid, right? And since then, my mom has prayed it out of me, and always, no matter everywhere I go, it's your ditch. It's not worth it. Ditch, leave it alone. Like if someone tries to fight you, just leave it. Just mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that's been. I've been hearing this over and over and over again for. 20 something odd years do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like for me now in most situations even sometimes someone be like oh Digi man he violated or whatever I'm like is it worth it though yeah there's yeah. a situation that happened to us that you looked at me and you told me it's not worth going outside and then after you said I was like yeah there's no benefit mm-hmm. that can come there's no good that would have that came from yeah, that, yeah that, that, that situation I remember you very just holding me and saying it's not worth it that, like, that situation yeah, spewed nothing but negativity yeah and yeah, yeah. it was like what was gonna what would have spun off I could see it already what would spin off from that situation is crazy yeah, do you yeah. get what I'm saying but yeah so in that situation I've always so like now it's gotten to the point where it's not worth it. It's it's always my go to. Do you get what I'm saying? If someone skips me in the line, for the most part, bro, like at the end of the day, I'm like, because at the end of the day, right? I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have emotional regulation too well. Like I'm either zero or hundred, and that's okay. with a lot of things. Okay. So like, if I'm getting pissed off, I'm getting pissed yeah, off. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not getting. Ah, ha, ha, let's fight. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? And also, I'm also on that. I don't understand. I don't understand the concept of fighting. Okay. Mm. In terms of like, okay, we beat each other up now, and you go. I don't want to do that. If I get to, if once again, if we're I'm going to fight, we fight to the death. I'm not a bad man. <laughs> I don't pretend to be a bad man. I'm a lover boy. Do you get? I'm mm-hmm. say all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you get? What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if we're going to go there, yeah. I'm not trying to give you a black eye and you wake up tomorrow and you go go about your day. I, I want mean, you to remember that you did this. Yeah. Do you get? What I'm saying like yeah. I'm, I, I, w- I want. I want to. I don't sure. know, like the way you're gassing that way like this. <laughs> I'm just doing adlibs. I'm doing Shannon Sharp with Cat Williams. <laughs> So for that reason, so for that reason, if we're not willing to go all the way there, mm-hmm. is there even a point of What's starting? What's all the way though? MMA, mm-hmm. like they have to put. Okay, he's out. He's out. All, all, all the way there. 
Should I? I don't want to say this on. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're gonna fight, we're gonna fight. If 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 we if we like, okay, let me put it this way: if we're if we get to a point of if being a physical altercation, I want something. I want to leave you with something that's gonna stay with you for the rest of your life. Real that, life. That is that is like, but I don't get there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's a reason why. Like, okay, the last time the last time that I got pissed off to the point that I want to put my hands on somebody, the person that was violated in the situation wasn't even me, and then. 20 minutes later, when every the person that got violated, he's bossing joke again. I'm still in the corner vex. Mm-hmm. I'm still in the corner like... time that's how I go, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, like, 40 minutes later, I'm still pissed off. Do you get what I'm saying? So for that reason, I just don't even get there. Mm. And a lot of the things just... Bro, like, even back in back in school days, oh, your mama... Bro, your mom's a hoe. You don't know my mom. My mom's not a hoe. Leave it. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. those things just... It's just water for dogs back, dog's mm-hmm. back is essentially do you get what I'm saying yeah. so it, but it then gets me to a situation where some people are like yo Dej it feels like you don't stand up for yourself or yo Dej it feels like you mm. don't it feels like you don't you don't like, stand on business yeah you're letting people do this you're letting people do I that and I'm just it. like I'm, I'm not going to stand here and start pretending like I care about something when I don't because once again I don't feel like I can tap into the violent side my violent side without being genuinely angry Yeah. so it's kind of like I'm not going to pretend to try and be violent because some people project though because they what they deem as violation is because like they're projecting that they wouldn't take it, and that's a, how they would react if certain thing happened to them. So they now they're wondering why aren't you reacting this way? I ever watched the episode of Top Boy? And I think Sully's looking at Duchesne. It's like, why aren't you mad like I'm mad? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, wait, wait, no, no. To be to be why fair, mad like to be fucking fair, they try to kill me. <laughs> you better be fucking mad, Jordan. If I come here and tell you someone tried to kill me and you're not mad, I'm vexed. Can I ask what you did then? <laughs> Before I get there, what did you do that makes me want to kill them? What did you do that makes me want to kill you? But yeah, so I get you. So for that, so for that reason, like it just, it just feels like a lot of the things, and I think I, I'm an overthinker, mm-hmm. and I'm, I feel like, because I've never understood what anxiety is, but people always say that, people always say that it's like almost a fear of something happening that might not happen. Yeah. Every time I think about situations and things going left. It never ends at a shouting match in my head. It always ends in, bro, if one of us might die. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I know it sounds so fucking extreme, yeah. but that's where my head always goes to. Yeah. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm always like, it's just not worth it. Not okay. worth it. Because if we get there, like, like, and you always say, it's so easy to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. One push the wrong way, one this. And then on top of that, bro, my whole life, I've always been told I'm the problem. Like, I've been a big youth my, my, my whole life, essentially. So imagine, yo, Deji, I had a dream that you fought somebody, they died. Mm. I literally, even I'll be transparent. One time I had a dream and I was working in Domino's, wherever. And there was like, cause I've worked in every station. So okay. like I'll be, I, I help out when, cause I get bored and like, there's nothing to do. So I just help out, whatever. So I'm helping out now. And this youth comes over. He's like a new, new gas kid just got hired, whatever. And he comes over and he's giving me grief. I go to the manager, like, yo, check your boy. Like he's doing too much. So I go mind my own business. And now he comes over and he's pushing me and doing all this. I'm like, bro, like, like, cool down it's actually not that deep but then i lose it and then we get into a little scuffle i throw him he lands on his neck i literally see him fold like i see you know when you yeah. and it's like in that moment in that dream you ever have a dream that you feel like it's so real yeah. bro in that dream i actually i was actually like i'm going to jail forever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just went back to my whole yo it's really not worth it okay because in that do you know how oh my god if i was like there's certain shit i'm willing to go to jail for mm. not dominant and shift the dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> no. I also think it's an element of always being the big guy and in whatever situation, 
always would be portrayed as like you're, you're, it's hard to make it victimize you yeah, yeah. like 6'2 big guy beard so it's hard to ever wow, see yeah, yeah, yeah. Deji see as that, yeah. the victim in the situation so you're always thinking like regardless how this situation goes I'm probably going to be the one that they perceive as Here's what, that's also, Loki why I also don't date Mundeles but that's, that's another that's another point but <laughs> you say why he don't date Mundeles <laughs> I'm just making sure I heard him. That's all. That's all. But yeah, jokes aside, but like, yeah, that's 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 a part of it as well. Some, there's there's very few situations where you look at me and you look at the other person and it's like, yeah, he's the one. He's the one. He's he's the victim in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So for those like reasons, like if I walked in a room and I saw you and who the situation was, immediately like, you'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're looking at my man like, okay, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like even that that one with the with that, with that fucking idiot that I'm, that I almost ended up slapping that day. Mm-hmm. If if I had slapped him, nobody's gonna say, oh, he started it. Yeah, they're just gonna come and look at definitely like, not him. <laughs> definitely, mm-hmm. even if you told me, I'm like, bro, <laughs> not that guy. But yeah, so now so now it's just got me. It's just got me really. I thinking. hear. Uh, no, to be fair, I hear your point. There's a lot of things. There's like, I think saving a loved one. If just to, like to kind of mm-hmm. go back, saving a loved one, you could you can tell yourself. I think it is what you can live with. I remember someone saying with, yeah. in they gone to jail. The people that know they've done it live there at peace mm-hmm. because they they they've made yeah, peace with the consequences. Yeah. It's only the people that like that like. Try they, like, they, nah, they, they didn't know they, they, were they never the find way. a peace. Yeah. They never find a peace in that time because they're com- they're innocent essentially. Mm-hmm. But if someone believes that they've done and they're like they can live with the consequences, so I think it's like if I was saving a loved one, whatever the outcome may be, mm-hmm. I can live with it. Like I think in that case, I'd be like, no, that w- whatever I did, whatever this outcome is, it's worth it. That I'm living this life. Is revenge ever worth it? God forbid, <laughs> an enemy's an enemy's no. loved one passes away or gets taken from them. Nah, and you go nah, to nah. go get revenge. Nah, is worth it. Nah, nah. nah, I don't think revenge is that worth it because it doesn't bring, it doesn't change anything that's already happened, and it just makes you. I like. I would love to see if someone has gotten revenge and they felt better about this. Because uh, I feel like, obviously, you could spin the thing of. Because uh, I'd even want to vouch for this and be like revenge with no malicious intent, but then I'm like, is it really revenge? Yeah, Do but you know that way. Well, like, how could you have revenge with no malicious intent? <sighs> that's the thing because if you go into for revenge it means you were hurt, you're coming from a place of hurt so mm. once you're reacting from a place of hurt there's already the malicious intent yeah in, I, feel, I feel like what it takes to achieve the revenge for the moment of satisfaction after it's not worth it yeah I feel like the, the, the return on investment is too small and like some people <laughs> I've seen some revenge arcs that people really go out of their way they plot they plan and once they've done what they need to do they're kind of like it didn't Make me feel any better? Now nah, mm-hmm. I'm just as uh, I'm just as bad as you, mm-hmm. in, in that kind of situation. Yeah. So, what do you think? Sometimes revenge is worth it. Um, oh, there's there's two people that genuinely I've thought about it, and if I did get my hands on them, yeah, it'd be worth it. Okay. <laughs> I told you the ni- the niggas that when they die, I'm gonna testimony in church. <laughs> how you gonna How you gonna do that testimony? What are you gonna say? Um. You show up like I that prayed, picture. I prayed that my enemies. <laughs> I prayed that God will handle my battles, and today God handled it. <laughs> you show up at the, you show up at the funeral just to make sure. Oh, hundred like percent. And, like you know like and the thing them. is, I'm gonna buy a new suit for that day as well. <laughs> new yeah. shi- shinier shoes. Genuinely, like, the day you die, bro. <laughs> I have a talking point as well. I actually wanted to bring up. Like, mm. obviously, the the point I want to ask you is: Do you think you need a little bit of trauma to be truly an elite great? Yes. Now, let me break this down. 
<laughs> he said yesterday. Speed is insane. <laughs> Let me that. break it down first. So I came to Ireland 2002, 2003. Yeah, 2002. I love I love football. Like mm. around 2002, 2007, Cherry Henry was the guy. Cherry Henry was the best player in the Premier League, probably the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. This guy, for me, he felt like a superhero. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm eight years old. I'm looking at, I'm watching football, and the best guy in the world is black. He looks mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. So to me, he feels like invincible. He, f- he feels like, wow, this, what this guy can do, he goes on the pitch, he's running with the ball, and I'm like, oh, come. I look up to him basically all my life. Like, I support Chelsea, but Henri is probably my favorite player of mm-hmm. all time. Like, if I had to say pound for pound, who's my favorite player? It's probably Cherry Henry. So what's happened over the last five years, five, ten years podcast, I've gone up and podcasts have shot up and so you're seeing your heroes have the most vulnerable moments in front of the cameras because they're talking as human beings because when I'm watching him the footballer and another example is even Will Smith we saw Will Smith the movie star he was in like he was like a superhero and now he's sitting on the red table talk talking about how August Alstein was blown his wife's back out so you're kind of like and talking about his marital problems it really humanizes Will Smith so you're kind of like wow this guy had eight movies in a row doing a hundred mil. He felt like he wasn't real. Boy, he's a very real human being. Then Cherry Henry sits down with Steve Barley and he's doing uh, Diary of a CEO and he's breaking down his life. And he's talking about how all his life, despite his success, despite everything, he just wanted to please his dad because uh-huh. his dad was hard on him because his dad was tough on him. He could score six goals and his dad would be like, yeah, but you didn't do this. Yeah, you didn't do this. So he had a fractured relationship with his dad which essentially, like this guy was winning World Cups at 18, 20, like, like he was doing everything early. So that fractured relationship or that damaged relationship he had was that seeking the approval consistently helped drive him to greatness. Mm-hmm. It helped propel him to be like, I need my dad to be happy. Because Steve Barley is like, yo, you're winning Golden Boots, you're winning Premier League. He's like, yeah, but I just wanted to please my dad. Nothing mattered mm-hmm. but his dad's joy. Mm-hmm. So there was a bit of trauma there that kind of <laughs> drove him to be there. So people then, obviously, it was a conversation on Twitter. We started uh, glamorizing, let's say, for lack of a better word. Okay. The bit of trauma that you might need because right. then they start saying Steve Jobs that mm-hmm. happened to him, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. happened to him, LeBron James didn't have that, Sherry Henry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's numerous examples of the lack of a father created a drive to elevate it to greatness. So I want to ask you guys, like, after that story, do you think that yourself, yourself, that you need that bit of trauma in whatever capacity to truly be great? I feel like you can get f- you can get somewhere without, but that edge, mm. your reason, is what separates like casual people in the career to the elite in the career. I feel I feel I feel like it's not a necessity to achieve greatness, but you need to decide where your final checkpoint is, where you're like, I'm done. Because he could have done his six goals. And his dad will be like, not hired him, be like, yeah, but I just fucking did it. Bro, I'm 18 at the World Cup. I don't need to be doing mm-hmm. any more after mm-hmm. this. I've done this. I've won. But for him, it's like, this is my moment of satisfaction. Once I feel, it, yeah, my I dad's feel like it keeps, it keeps you out of the conversation of becoming lazy. Mm. So I, I, I think it's just a, it's a long-term crutch in the future. But this is the thing. Like... Oftentimes we'll see people reach these insane heights and then the thing that was pushing them up ends up being the thing that drags them down completely. Just perfect you said that because 
listen to the interview, you could see how it affected him in his regular life. Like, it created one of the best football, like, again, my favorite football player of all time, probably. But he's talking about how he struggles to have a relationship with his kids because he doesn't know mm. how to nah, even have just, even that Even to circle back again, because I love the fact that you brought up Will Smith. I was watching one of his interviews and he said the reason he became an actor was caught. His very first girlfriend cheated on him. Mm. Now, we look at his starting point as an actor. His girlfriend cheated on him. He's like, I'm going to be so vexed at all of these movies, all of these songs, nobody can say no to me in the world. The same thing that brought him up is the same thing that tore him down again because where yeah. it was a girlfriend that cheated on you over here, it's, what's it, an ex-wife now, I yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. The same, it's the same reason why we're kind of looking at him like... So for me, I feel like... That trauma rears itself in some way again, it's even if it brings you to greatness. I'm learning yeah. a lot this year about dabbling into the madness of things, like things that have hurt us and falling into the obsession and... Let's say like the dangerous part of being an artist where you become obsessed, you become engulfed and you become one of the greats, one of the elites. But I'm saying now I'm learning how to switch that off at some stage. That's something that I need to keep in my realistic aims for yeah. personal growth this year, Carl. I don't ever want to have it be a thing where I've got the house and I've got the family, but me and the family don't talk too tough. That's that's you know that way. Back to the interview, that's what he was saying. Even, he even doesn't know his to kids. Open, to open my thing up a little bit now, like where I found a hard time between the two is one thing I really really want to do is I want to be able to provide nice things for my mom. One of music was one of the first times I was able to put money towards one of her holidays at all. I was able to send her on my sis Greece. I said, I'll do the tickets. You guys do the hotel. Everything will be like, cool. So that feeling became my, okay, I can do this again. If I can now make a couple of G's at a headline, I can multiply that by 10. Maybe a house will be on the cards for my mom. That's my thing. But in that, I'm in a catch 22 now where I am spending all of my time thinking about how do I blow so I can do this for me, my mom, my family, my friends. And it's like, I'm out chasing that dream so much, I barely see my mom yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, my mom's become accustomed to me being in the house two, three days a week, or mm. I'm coming home late at night, or I'm home all day and then I'm not home at night at all. And it's like, should I be dedicating time to being present in the day, or should I dedicate my time to being mad and being obsessed, you know? Back to Deji's point, there is a cause of greatness. Yeah. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. You know, this is why I... Because every time I used to be like, bro, it has to be done. Like, <laughs> no, 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 there's this, a cause of greatness. This is the thing, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, right? Like you said, you could, you, you could either deal with not being at home and being out three days a week, but hold on, you might come back home with that couple of Gs, and now I'm sending you off to... I'm sending you off yeah, somewhere nice. Yeah. Or I could stay at home with you all the time and we can be chilling and have a great relationship. Mm. But then outside of that, we're not really doing too much. Mm. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, something has to give. Something, you get what I'm saying? Fair enough, yeah. And like, with what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, yes, trauma is needed mm -hmm. to, to become great. And the thing is, it's not even for greatness. Like, look at the person that's been trying to lose weight forever. They go through a heartbreak of all of a sudden they've lost 50 kilos. It's crazy, mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Wow, like, dead, yeah. Like, what's it called? Like, even Henry, like, granted, he like you said, he could have been 18 and been on the pitch and like, yeah, cool, I've scored three goals. I've scored four goals. Everything is cool. Mm. But because he feels like, I'm not satisfied. I have to do that. So now, where someone else is, it's the 88 minute. I'm tired, bro. I don't want to run again. He I'm not finds that, that extra again. drive. He's like, my I dad has to see me score. Do you get what I'm saying? I know if I don't leave, if I don't do this now, I'm going to leave this pitch and I'm not going to be able to sleep with myself. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the same way as the, the pregnant woman that 
Bro, she couldn't really lift 30 kilos, but her kid is under that car. She's lifting a car. Mm. And I feel like, I think it's... It, it opens and unlocks a certain part. But you get what I'm saying? So back to your point, yes. It does give something because then now, when, uh, again, he says that when the football career ends, mm-hmm. he has now to deal with Henri the person. Mm-hmm. The football player allowed him to wear a cape, essentially that he can hide behind the trauma because he's doing so great. But now when the career is like, yo, your career is over, now you have to be a great person. Now you just have to yeah. be a great person. <laughs> now you have to be a great person you, mm. because you could have been a great player you're providing and everybody understands. You score 20 Premier League goals a year. Everybody understands. Now when you're not doing that and you're home all the time, he's like, and he's talking about it, he's like, yo, I'm learning now to be a great person because I never kind of had to. I just got by by being a great player and everybody just accepted, oh, he's that guy. And I, and I was one of those people. Now, the, other, the next point I was going to ask is, do you think you guys will recreate situations of hardship or maybe not maybe trauma? Because I think I was having a conversation with like absolutely. But how will you recreate if that's not their life? And we have just we well, know how, better. Oh, let, me, let me make sure I understand what you mean by recreate moments of hardship, hardship. and trauma within maybe your kids, just like just because oh, you know what within it brings my, within my kids. Yeah, 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 ah. yeah. Because you know what it can do. You can like if is he a bad parent if he created one of the best footballers of all time? Absolutely, I don't think so necessarily. necessarily and I agree, but like, but some people would be like, the human is flawed, but they actually is. I'm great. so that's gl- why the kids are soft. I'm <laughs> so <laughs> glad you man are saying this, car. Um, the homegirl I'm seeing out at the minute, we have this conversation back and forth, bears twenty fours, like just opinions in them, because uh, well, nine times out of ten, our dads were hired on us. Our yeah. moms were hired on us. Mm-hmm. I like to think now we can be like it was within reason. When yeah. we see a softer generation, we're like, thank God, more time. I, I'm really, 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 really afraid of raising kids that are soft, live, soft, soft live, <laughs> live, in, live in an unrealistic world, yeah. having an unrealistic idea of how wicked the world actually is. Mm-hmm. And our world is more wicked than it was 10 years ago, bro. Do you know? Like, there's a part of the world that's in the middle of mass destruction right now. We saw what happened in Dublin time ago with the riots in them. I don't want to create an idea of the world where when that happens, it's like we never knew that this could be the case at hand. Mm-hmm. My th- and, and even especially in careers, I'm 100% a believer of get obsessed and become the best. But what that comes with more time are you ready to be that kind of parent to somebody because you have to i found myself in achieving everything i did in 2023 i switched off my emotions a little bit to an extent essentially what you're saying i had to learn when to switch on the rage and switch it off Mm -hmm. because not everything is worth all of my rage so it's like relaying that back to parenthood even asking you now if you don't mind me and if i'm not overstepping coming into this world as a dad Knowing that, say for example, Henri went through what he went through to but become one of the elites. Yeah. Would I? You can't, would would, would like, I would, beat Henri's dad thing. if I got Cherry Henri? Yo, yo, t- tell baby even doves. <laughs> yeah. the adulthood. Yo, your five goals was cool, but you missed that touch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was having this conversation on on the timeline with like with Godin, and I was like saying like, are we? Because he's an, he's a parent as well. Mm. I just think we have different tools to what our parents did, and it's mm. hard. It, like if I'm to try to replicate what Henri did, Henri's dad did, it won't become from a place of authenticity. Okay. So it won't translate the same. Okay. Do you know when you're being yeah. authentic, it just translates. Whatever you're doing, I'm pretty sure Henri's dad was being like that because he felt he was doing what was right for his son. Mm-hmm. So for me not to be like oh, I'm gonna do this, 
and I don't feel it's right, right it's okay, not yeah. going to translate the same. But I, I think. But I do feel like you because the thing is right. I'm who I am because of everything that we've been through. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that I've learned how to do only purely because I had to. I didn't have a choice. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So it's because, like, that's why I feel like, I feel like we are a bit soft on people. Do you get what I'm saying? We do give a bit, like, it's okay to give someone some, a little bit of hardship. Like, obviously, I don't want my kid to grow up the same way I grew up. Yeah. But there's also certain things that, yo, like, the first time I changed, the first time I learned how to change a tire is because we needed to get somewhere. The tire was flat. And they looked at me like, yo, Ditch, you're the oldest figure boy. It figure yeah, it out. Yeah. And you know what happened? I figured that shit out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? At every single point. That's why I feel like I'm comfortable in pressure situations because every time there's been pressure, too, actually, that's when yeah. I've had to figure it Absolutely, out. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. there's some people that Melt. they've never had to do that. Mm-hmm. They, they've had amazing parents. But you have to admit, that might be your kids because you might be got willing. You might be earning bank. You're going to be, I know you've talked about your dad not being present, but you're going to be like, oh no, I'm going to be present. You, you might create such a different situation that your kids grew up in he might not be able to. He might not have to be in handle certain but, pressure situations. But that's, but that's my thing. That just I want you to be able to know how to do something, yeah, even yeah. though I don't want you to have to do it. Yeah, I'd rather you have the ability. Like okay, like now at this, at this age that we're the kind of place we're in now. If I get a flat tire, I could just call my insurance company and they'll come sort it out for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't want. I don't want. Like I want to know that you are able to do it. Yeah, and you don't need to do it, but you're able to do yeah, it. That's you know what I'm saying? My mom kind of raised. Yeah, just like just like okay. I'm 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 weird in the way of I actually like driving. When I get married, I, if me and my wife are going somewhere, there's no way there's no way I see myself in the passenger seat. Why like? However, I do want you to know how to drive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you're with me, you're not driving. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. still have the skill to be able to mm-hmm. drive. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like yeah. I want to. You could. I feel like you can. I can expect. I can be there for you and nurturing you and everything. But I can still expect a lot from you. I can say that yo yeah you got eighty percent in that exam and it was great. But what's the other twenty percent like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like I can still. Give you your flowers and say you did you did you did a good job, but I want you to do better. Well, I think I what kids think, what kids hear is is like dad wasn't happy with eighty percent because I've been that kid. Mm-hmm. My dad's a, like my dad's a doctor, so it's a very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. I've been that kid that whatever grade I got, it was whatever was missing that stayed in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll get eighty six. My says, like, oh, you got eighty six. But if you look at the test, says, see, this one you should have got right. If you got this one right, you would have been in the ninety fives. All I've heard then is I didn't get ninety five. Not yeah, that I got eighty six. I'm telling you how like it was for me in that situation and. Again, I relate to these stories because I remember when my dad find when my dad first time he says, I'm proud of you. It stuck with me because I'm like, rah. In him. Whatever I've done up until this him. moment, this is what I'm So I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm like, oh yeah, kid, I'm proud of you. You got 86. Why is it the 14%? But what the kid hears is that is not happening. Get okay, but then maybe it's not. And it might drive, like it drove me. It drove me to be like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, but also maybe maybe it's maybe it's in the way you phrase it. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. where's the other twenty percent? Where's like, uh, how can we beat this next time? How, how do we Perfect. get the last twenty? How do we get mm-hmm. the last twenty? My yeah. mom's always big on the thing of it's not what you say, it's how you say it, mm-hmm. and that's where everything becomes easy to translate. Yeah, it, no, that's true. It's true because yeah. it's like, oh, do you got seventy? What could we have done to get you the next thirty percent? I'm happy with the seventy, but what can we do next mm-hmm. time to get there? Yeah, because no, my dad was basically. African man, so it's like, oh, come on with that. Where's the five percent? Can I um, just to switch just to switch things? I want to know. I've been asking a lot of like a, a lot of different people in different brackets of the career an opinion on this. Um, how do you guys feel about celebrity culture? In what terms? In what way? Let me paint a picture. Twenty twenty four were deemed as like last year's winners, for example. Let's say Dublin becomes a place where you don't necessarily need to move. Like we have consistent awards here mm-hmm. that grow to some scale where they're being watched worldwide. Mm-hmm. 
our music is being listened to worldwide. We're in a scenario where, okay, if we want to feel like we made it, we don't need to go to America or anything of the sorts anymore. Would you be happy with a world like that? Like where you guys could reside here and you're doing your podcast, I'm doing my music, and somebody comes up to you, it's like, that. like, I really, really rate this thing. Like and we start feeling more like celebrities here where people open themselves up more to give you their roses. We have things like paparazzi coming into play. Nah, See? <laughs> yeah, like recently, me and Deja have talked about this. Like recent, like in 2017, 20, like 16, 2017, I would have liked the small attention sometimes I get, like we get. But sometimes it gets to a stage where I'm in my house so like all the time I just want to be left to my devices. I want to just come and podcast and go, go home yeah. and, and stay chill. I don't really want to... Like, I've met people, everybody I've met like in the scene for the most part has been nice, have been like great people. But I don't really, in my own time, I'm like, nah, I don't really, I want to be in my own, I want to be left okay. to my own devices. So I can't now imagine a world where how I feel in this small, small island where I just want to be left to my own corner. Now, everywhere I go, people are saying, yo, man, hey, okay. man. So, I don't know. I I don't think it suits where I am today, this whole celebrity culture thing. Uh, what about I, yourself? To be, to be fair, I've never I've never really wanted fame mm, because money. it seems inconvenient to me. Okay. Yeah. Like, why can't I go to Tesco? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Beyonce can't just walk into McDonald's. Everything shut down. Yeah. yeah. Like, why can't I? Like, I also do you like being a regular person? Mm-hmm. I do like, like, I like walking around sometimes. I like, mm-hmm. bro, let me just put my earphones in mm-hmm. and just walk. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Or let me just, let me just, yo, I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a cheeky Nando's. I'm trying to do a little something, but it's all saying, that's ditch. Or oh, they're taking the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> bro, fuck off. Miss, miss me with all that. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What about you? What, what, what you brought that up for? Because, because I, I like to, I feel like I could have phrased it, but in a sense where it's like, how would you feel about it personally? And then from a standpoint as Ireland's, creative entertainment industry mm. because i i'm i would push for something like that when i'm reading stats where it's like the creative arts entertainment industry okay. is the most underpaid see it's linked to money though the, ah, fair see that's what that's what you and really one thing, want and one thing and one thing i will say i've learned is since the start of 2023 to the end i could say fame using it for a lack of better word now my fame inclined slightly but monetarily it did not equivalent there have been so many scenarios in town for absolutely no necessary reason where i cannot walk down eden key mm. you know where um where riot is yeah. where the super valley was in them that strip them because that's the way that's, that's the way to that's, that's the blunch bus stops <sighs> that's your hometown bus stops so it's like a world where it's like you're saying hi to this person, saying hi to that person, saying hi to that person. I remember I was skating through town. I paused my airport by accident. I heard somebody go, Fortune, you skate? And then I turned around. And I had no idea who I was talking to or anything. And I'm like, again, if we want to have a community where like we can stay here and things can kind of grow, we do kind of need them to big us up a little bit. Like, yeah, no, do you know no, no it, it's true. Like there's, there's, a f- there's two points we can make here. Like we do maybe need that more. But do I want it? It's yeah. a different side. Like, yeah. do I want that life? Probably not. But do I need do, if for this podcast to really be to maximize what we can get for this podcast? Maybe, maybe it's what I need. I need the, the clout. I need the recognition. I need people to big me up. But is it something I necessarily want? But once not again, really. once again, it goes back to some, something's got to give. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> the thing is, like, fame without the wealth, completely pointless. Absolutely. Absolutely useless. Ooh, do, you my story? Do, yeah. do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But wealth. If the wealth has to, like, for us, obviously, we're in an industry where 
opinions and people are the things that support us for us to make the money at the end of the day. The eyes eyes turn into into money. Do you get what I'm saying? So there's no way you can have that level of money without having, without the, having eyes. The, the eyes. And when you have the eyes, people are going to be like, oh shit, I listened to that guy. He's right there. Right. Yo, let me say one one. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's, it's hand in hand. Yeah. Would I take the wealth and the fame? Yes. Do I want the fame? No. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's it brings if it's the, the price, price gotta give, something's gonna we'll give. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's the price for the world, it's, it's funny it. this conversation because bef- this morning I was watching the Chris Rock and Kevin Hart ever documentary on Netflix, and Chris Rock was I like, saying he was at a stage where he was on TV and people were recognizing him everywhere, but he was still sleeping at home in the same bed as his brother, like yeah. the same bedroom as his brother. Yeah. So he's kind of like, and then you get like his brothers are saying well, you get the you get to see the other side, you get to see it behind the curtains. It's like oh. So all this TV money that we see that we hear of, my brother's literally on TV, is doing SNL, but it's not bringing any revenue. So it kind of makes them say, like, there's definitely some comics. Like, I know Andrew Schultz says that they make bank, they make money, but nobody knows them because they don't want that life. They just want to do their comedy, make their money and go. But then you have Kevin Hart. Mm. If maybe you want to be at the Kevin Hart level, it's got to come with the inconveniences of, I can't go to Tesco. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. But like, it's just... Let me ask I this. Sorry, before you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted to ask you because you're a musician. If you could make, let's say, two hundred k a year, but be relatively not like on the level of a world global level, but you're making good money that you can live off, support your family, you can tour every year, you have a cult like following that come every time, but you're not the most famous, but you make a good money. Or would you want to the superstardom and all the inconveniences that come with it? I'll take the inconveniences, but yeah. that's. Purely down to myself as a person. I know I can hack the inconveniences. Mm-hmm. I know I have the team around me to help me hack the inconveniences. Mm-hmm. But let me let me let me see, let me let me look at the bigger picture. Because you're saying all the inconveniences means this is a problem for me, my wife, my yeah, kids, everybody. Everybody. everybody, my mom. everybody. When we say what comes, you what the Beckham dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, when yeah. they just just taking their kid to school was a was a media storm yeah. every single. If you day. like a girl's picture, they take. Fortunate boy uh, who has a girlfriend, blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah. I like this picture. Fam, they will screenshot it. <laughs> what? Fortunate followed one of the rages. <laughs> Every single, I guess maybe you learn to live with it, but like, yeah, or th- you can have a life where you make, let's say, half a mil as a musician a year, and you're living a steady and life. This is, and this is my thing. I feel like I'm always gonna be on that person where it's like, how far can I go? Mm. How much can I make while I'm here? Type thing. Fair enough. And I feel like a part of that does come down to somebody telling me I've got two years in this, so. Who said that? <laughs> you know, I nearly, you know, I, I nearly what, went on. Oh. You know, a part of me feels like Simba, bro. <laughs> He's very honest with you. Know, Simba, 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 Simba looks like one of the guys. It was, oh, a, it was you only, might have two years. It was only one videographer like this. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. just seen a lot of them come and go. And I, and, and, uh, it's funny. And you have to understand, he's coming, he's not speaking from a place of his hating. He was speaking from me. a place of like, this is what I've seen. And, this and I agree thing. with him because that's what I've seen. And the fact well, that, like two years, three years. We had a conversation where all he got to know of me was that I was a rapper. That's all. He didn't know Mr. Rage. He didn't yeah, know yeah, Ali Rage. He just heard rapper for two years. So when he says, so when he said that, I was like, that's completely fine. But that's because he does not know who I am and mm. what is at hand right now. Can, before me, has there been something like Rage where there was like a cult like following? Not that I've seen. To your knowledge, I'm asking you. Yeah. I know that, uh, what you call them, Air Squad had a, Air Squad had a very large, like we were really, every because this was college days, so uh-huh. every event we were like, it was a tight-knit group at the time, uh-huh. and we fucked with them heavy because it was the first 
time maybe like Harry Square and Jafaris that we and Sole to an extent, we've had artists from the black and community Irish community on that platform on that level. So we really got behind those three at the time. But I, I don't know if it was can like I, can I, can I, can I, can well, I don't I, think those are caught like following though. Fair enough, yeah. Can I talk to you guys about something? Yeah, I know this is probably running for a minute, but this is just this is this is one thing where I'm kinda like, I don't know how I feel about this. Do you man follow RTE enough like? Like what they do with the music and artists? No. The most I see is RT, the, when they have like an artist on RT. Do you know RT, like the... the I've seen is part do, you, RT. do you know the Choice Awards? I've heard of it, yes. So that's, they're doing, they're doing the voting for that right now. They're doing the ballots in them. I think Solo was on it 2022. Yes, that was the that's how No Love on his album. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That year, yeah. I want to know, why aren't there more black and Irish artists in those conversations? Thing is, is it because we've segregated ourselves to something called black and Irish? Oh, do you think because we we've not to put words in your mouth, we've maybe inadvertently created a divide? Not black and Irish? yeah. Let me let me let me try to phrase this better. I'm asking. Essentially, my question is: Why aren't there black and Irish artists being considered for the ITE Choice Prize Awards? If ITE are coming off a thing where they're powering one of our galas mm. and showing recognition to what we have going on on this side of Ireland, where is the disconnect to recognize it further? Because I could on name a, a couple of a artists that could go down for Artist of the Year. I feel like it just goes back to the same thing I said. I think it was, I can't remember what episode I said it on, but Irish culture and black slash black and Irish culture, they're still, they're not intertwined. And do you think that's something that they want to keep set in stone? I don't think they, I don't think it's about keeping it set in stone. I just feel like we both just don't understand each other yet. Like, I don't fully, I've lived in Ireland my whole life and I still can't fully wrap my head around Irish culture. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's people like you and younger people yeah. that it's like, if I ask you where you're from, where are you from? Clash. Yeah. I've, I, like, if someone asks me where I'm from, even if I'm not in Ireland, I'm oh my first answer is always I'm Nigerian. Mm -hmm. It's never I'm Irish. Yeah, I, have to, I have to pause even ask them sometimes like what you mean? Yeah. Like I don't know what you're in asking it, me. Like it. I don't know who, what you're asking me because I would never. Like, I, I don't really see myself from Barbara Brigan. I, I don't. Like, see, I, I, I don't, grew up there, but I don't see myself from Barbara. Exactly. So and I don't see myself as Irish. So I understand that through I understand that this is home. Like this is where yeah. it essentially is home for me, but I don't see myself as at home. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So because of the fact that both of our cultures are still so divided, mm -hmm. there is not enough of us to make that much of an impact on the other side. You think, bro? That's honestly, yeah. Oh, fair. Like, cause the the thing is, right? If there was, why don't we have somebody? I don't want to say the three arena because the three arena, no fuck it. Why don't we have someone in the three arena? Why don't we have an artist that can that can pull I up feel the like three arena? I don't know if I can. Come I do, I do, I do, I do think it comes down, it comes down to ignorance on that side. I, I, I just feel like there is not enough little white kids saying, yo, I really like Jafaris or I really like Fortune. And I feel like RTE have a responsibility to show those kids who we are to an extent. Don't yeah, but you? once again, let's go back to episode number one. Okay. Nobody gives a fuck about us. Like, uh, what's called? Like, you're waiting for once again. You're knocking at the door. You're supposed to kick the door down. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't have a responsibility yeah. to us. Nobody has a responsibility to us. Yeah. That's why. That's why. Once again, we look back at as it, the I'll, place as the place that caught. Uh, but bro, man, they like as the epicenter of music. That's what they're known for. 
They are playing the same songs on the radio from 2014, 15, 16, 17. Okay, but you're talking, but bro, you're, you're, talk, you're talking about a country that's still reminding us that we're not Irish. But you, so you want the people that are reminding us that we're not Irish, the majority, like how many of us actually listen to radio? Like genuinely, how many of us voluntarily get in their car and flick on the radio? Because there's Irish people that do that. Yeah. So their main audience is saying that, yo, their main audience are under our video saying that, yo, these men are not Irish, go back to Ireland. Hell so yeah. now you're telling me that my responsibility is to put these guys that don't, yeah. my my audience don't fuck with. Yeah. In front of, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The only time I've seen saying? them do it like so far is with the Late Late Show when they brought Salo on to do Dublin. Mm-hmm. That, was the, like, that was probably one of like, oh, and again, that's, he's singing about Benogue. He's singing about Dublin. It's it's very it's very particular. You, it's very do. and this isn't about cello, but it's very diversity and inclusion friendly. Yeah. This is what I'm. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Car. Um. <sighs> that being said, shout out to Toshin. Shout out to JLOL. Shout out to Erica Cody. Eurovision songs for between oh, the yeah, so that's an example cool. of like yeah. where it's gonna be yeah. and like I've I've been a jail on a polish on this. I'll, I'll be real, man. When people ask me, when people ask me how I feel about that gala award, I'm like, bro, I want more, man. Yeah, I do get that sentiment. In a sense where, somewhere. in a sense where, I was looking around, and like you said, there were people there that huge people that we could have been talking to who were with ITE. But when, uh, when that's the conversation of black and Irish and the, like the fusement of the two and that becoming a culture, I'm not sold on RTE's real want to power it. But once again, like, they, I don't look at, there is no corporation, brand, organization, movement that, that I feel like is genuinely genuinely about me. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And I don't mm. feel like they, any of them have a responsibility to me. Mm. That's why I'm always like, bro, if it's on you. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? If you want to break that door down, you got to break Absolutely. that door it's down. It's a tick box exercise for somebody's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like They can go back to their head people and say, oh, look, we're, power, we're powering this award by black and Irish people. So then they look like they put it on their metrics. They put it on their uh, flipping pages. So they look there. They've done the diversity and inclusion, that powering powering the black and Irish. And but now it's up to us that when we have their attention to kick the door in, because it might be a tick box exercise for them, but we can do something with these eyes that we have on us. So then, would you? When I come to you, when I'm like, bro, why aren't these men giving us the time of day? Your response to me is, bro, like, wise on, wise up, like recognize what's going on around. Literally, because yeah, I'm because I'm asking this with. I'm asking this with like a lack of knowledge on how this creative scene has worked as a whole, and I like to think you might have seen enough. So I'm a lot like, of it is new to us as well, like part like a gala powered by RTE, and you guys charting like mm-hmm. this. It's new to all of us, and I get what you're saying because maybe we've seen it from a different era. You're seeing it now, but from the era you're seeing it, you're like you're seeing it from basically the charting. You're 23. 20. 20 what I mean like yeah. you, this is your, this is your era yeah. so you're already seen it from a standpoint that we're in the charts where these men not empowering us like yeah. they should but may, maybe DJ and I are kind of like this is new to us and it's new to if, if it's even new to them mm. so if, maybe they're just doing it from a standpoint of like hey look we sponsor mm. black people but, 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 fair. <laughs> like, but once, once again like it just goes back to I feel like everybody does what is in their own interest you get what I'm yeah, saying absolutely. and like look at you six months six months ago before you were waiting for somebody 
you like you felt like some people had certain responsibilities to open doors and help you get in certain places when you realize that that's not the case you went on the six months and you were like fuck it i'm gonna do this like i don't need you guys and it's the same and look look at look at your growth from the beginning of 2016 i mean 2023 to from like january to let's say when was that episode i can't july maybe july July. from january to july what happened then look at from july to december at the end of the day everybody's out like i look at it this way yeah I expect nothing from everybody. Absolutely. Like even, and I say this and I, it sounds dramatic, whatever, but like if I looked at my brother and I was like, yo, I'm dying. I need a kidney. Can you give me a kidney? And he turns around and says, no, I hear it. Okay. <laughs> like, because like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm not entitled to your kidney. I'm not Absolutely. entitled to anything that you have. I do. I, and hearing this now, I'm so glad I asked this question because I do feel like I need to detach myself from a certain level of entitlement. And that's why, I mean, it's such techie waters when, you fight for accolades so much and then you achieve them because there's an entitlement complex that I work on fighting daily because more time it'll, it'll be buzzes from the outside where it's like, bro, you should so be doing this. You should so be doing that. My rages will make me feel like them men are wrong for not putting me in that position. That you know? be, it's operating in an echo chamber. Yeah. And I think we had this on the previous episode where I talk about like a lot of us operate in an echo chamber where people are telling us how good we are, how great we are. Not knowing that like this is a very, very, very small group of people That's compared to what the masses. Yeah. So now you're going outside, you're saying like, well, everybody tells me I'm great. Why are you guys not recognizing me? Real. But for the most part, even forget RTE, it might even be people, people within the black and Irish that are like, I've never heard your podcast. Right. So why are you telling yeah. me why yeah. I'm not recognizing you? But I have people in my DMs telling me, you guys have great conversation you guys do this so i think black and irish should recognize me but then i'll talk to and someone from black and irish i talk to kenny from black and irish she'll be like i've never heard you so it might be the same for you where your rages are telling you you're doing great you're doing great you're doing great but you're not acknowledging the fact that this is just my echo chamber Uh that from outside before six months ago the black and irish weren't really hearing you Uh now maybe you've broken that now it's rte aren't really hearing you it's like appreciate the stepping stones yeah Yeah. and literally like for the most part like in in, for the most part like let's say when you're at home and you're telling like everybody's at home telling you no you're good you can get this you can do this you can do this you do this in reality you are not the greatest there but when when you get home and you don't get it don't worry man they just made a mistake you get them next time you weren't the greatest there but everybody in your family your house everybody's telling you that no you deserve this and Mm. that's the thing actually i was thinking about it just recently um what makes you special everybody thinks they're special but what actually makes you special Mm -hmm. are you asking me everybody yeah i'm asking you oh me myself i feel like it's like you said i feel like you are you because of what you went through i feel like Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that gives a specialty Mm -hmm. is the fact that everybody has it's the concept of sonder everybody has their own intricate life lifestyle story and past trauma whatever the case may be everything that they've gone through and been seen that's the only thing that i feel gives Mm -hmm. us originality and Mm -hmm. then how we portray that to the world is what we make of it after yeah because you know what's funny even within that i still don't think that gives us originality you know okay like look at me a lot of Childhood trauma, maybe daddy issues, all this kind of shit. Mm. There's probably ten of me around. Allow. Like, I'm like I was just saying, nothing when the sun is new. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. when people think, like people think that they're special, even the person that has all these ideas and everything, you think you're special because you have a bunch of ideas, but you're not the only person that had those ideas. I think how you man, like how you portrayed being special to his point is, what can you do to show that experience? Like mm. you know, Kanye West is special because he had the talent, but he can show his life through that talent like you have a podcast if you could show your life through the podcast and the podcast elevate that makes it special even though there's 10 of even you for the fact that example, you can do it, it like everybody we all know 
all of our mums are going to pass away at some point. Yeah. The same thing happened to Kanye West and with that, we got 808s and Heartbreak. Yes. And that's where I feel like, that's one scenario I could be exactly. like, Kanye West is special. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's able to do that in a way where I might not be able to. And everybody, like, not, he's not the first person to lose his mom, so he's not the first person to go through that. It's what made him special is what he was able to pull from that and mm-hmm. give the way. I think mm-hmm. that's what makes so, you, you can do with your experiences. So at the end of the day, what we're saying is, the only thing that makes you special is execution. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Fair yeah, enough, yeah. Dead. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. at the end of the day, there's how many people are out there with billion dollar idealists? Ideas? How many times do I say this? A lot of people are idealists. Mm-hmm. What makes the person special is I could hear the idea from you. I could hear the idea from you. Whoever executes it, he was special because he, could, he was able to execute it. Yeah. So it. I don't know. It's I don't know. There's just, bro. Like recently, I've been so antisocial. I like I've been I barely like bro I barely text people. Can I, I be real, Dej man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you could write one of these self improvement books, bro. Bro, I, I've got I've Remember got you, the idea. Yeah. And, and not even on a thing where it's like you have an outlook on life where it's like I can better myself every day. Your thing is like I would if you if you read a book about life, that's the first book I would give my kids to read. Type shit. Well, I appreciate that because of the real because of your genuine dealing your, your outlook on reality. reality yeah, yeah. This the is standpoint life. that you have on life. I feel like it's closest to my idea of that's what a realistic thinker is like. Yeah. Because you're like, I hear you, but at the end of the day, gotta do what you gotta it comes do. down to this Something's this. gotta give. And yeah. that's how I feel like... You know, you know what it is, yeah? I feel like it's just because... I feel like there's, there's been times in my life where I thought I could have had some certain things okay. and then I didn't get them. Mm. Like, and... It's just... I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know where, where it's coming. I think... I, it does come from a lot of seeing things negatively and like I've been always very aware since I was young so just kind of like hyper aware to certain shit but I also think it's down to my detriment as well okay. of like sometimes being too realistic because mm. at the end of the day really gotta dream is, a little at the end of the day what is realistic what's realistic what is reality bro, yeah. if go back, like like they said if you go back to the to the 1700s and you give someone an iPhone bro you get you get burnt at the stake Bro, remember watching Power Rangers and they're talking to someone on the screen and you're thinking like, you're like this, this is, is well, like Somewhere in the world, this <laughs> is going on right now. <laughs> yeah. there's, 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 just there's, just a head, there's just a head talking. But now Tupac that died 20 years ago is on stage doing... That's wild. <laughs> now we're on teams every day just talking to a head. Do, do you know what I'm like, I can't like, believe even, this. Even, that idea seemed like this is not realistic. The, or even, I've always thought about this, yeah. If everybody decided that we're not working anymore, the world doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah, it keeps going. So then, like, there was a point where nobody thought the world was shut down for two years. Yeah. But it, so at the end of the day, nothing is really realistic. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's why at the end of the day, sometimes it's like, think, do you did you think in the beginning of 2023 that you'd have a number one song? Yeah. But yeah. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I, I hear you from you. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you have to some musicians and rappers. I, I think that's the thing. To do whatever they do, you have to have a certain level of delusion. Delusion. Mm-hmm. Do you you need it? Like yeah. I, we talked about Jesus, like, like the documentary, loads of times. The genius, what it was called, mm. Kanye West. When I was like, yeah, he needed to keep going, telling everybody, listen to All Falls Down, because he was like, this is gonna be one of the best songs ever. Mm. And that delusion eventually made it one of the best. You songs know what? Ever. Actually, I feel like. I actually do feel like I need more delusion in my life. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I say that because when Jordan had, because what we originally wanted to do is we wanted to do an actual proper live recording, not here, a nice something, you know, make it look professional. Like we wanted to do something big, innit? Yeah. And then it just wasn't working out that way. Okay. And Jordan says, you know what, fuck it, let's just do it in Vision Lab. And I was like, Jordan, who the fuck is coming to Vision Lab on a Sunday after uh, like half one, two, wait, what time are you doing? Three o'clock. Three o'clock, pull up at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you looked at the car, you said. Please, please don't be late. But I was looking at this, like, who the fuck is coming out to, like, who gives a fuck? 
Jordan comes back to me 10 minutes later. I got three people. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah. But that's where I feel like it is negative to me. Okay. Do you I get what I mean? Because like certain now. things, I'm like, nobody's doing that. And yeah. then turn around and do it. Yeah. Because so, yeah. even like the one, one scenario where I didn't see myself achieving what I did was selling out my first headline. Because that was Grand Social 300. And at that time, I hadn't done anything of a Fortune gig, set anything at all. Mm. So to go from a 15-minute set to now being in a position to sell 300 tickets, it, I just had to confuse myself in a way where I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And my, I think where my, where my delusion is translated to reality is like, okay, if I have 300 tickets to sell in three months, I have 100 tickets a day. My thing is then, okay, how do I divide 100 tickets across four weeks? How do I divide that amount of tickets across seven days in a week? So then my process would then, like my thing is always seven tickets a day, seven tickets a day, seven tickets a day, seven tickets a day. You fall into that kind of trap of madness, you blink and then it was kind of done. Um, what was I going to say? Um, are you man outside this year? Outside in what way? Outside in events, whatever way. Whatever as much outside. as I can be, yeah. yeah. All right, what's it called? Um, now, nah, because as much as on this year, I'm, sta I'm standing on business and all that kind of shit. Um, paint sip. My brother's having a paint and sip. A paint and sip? Yep. That's What's it called? Details. Oh, don't worry. I, I, I'm pulling details off of you right now. What's it called? Paint and sip on the 10th of February. Okay. That's I told you, bring bring. That's actually kind of the day after my Dublin tour date and the day after I turned 21. Bruv. Yeah, man. We, we can shit. A little double, double building. You know, you know what I mean. But what's it called? Um... Oh God, bro, nothing wants to work for me today. What's happening <laughs> My data just refuses to work. I have data, bro. I was even using Wi-Fi just now. But yeah, no, okay, so 10th of 10th February, it is in the bracket space, and it's at half 2.30. Who's hosting? Me. <laughs> no, what's going on? Me and Demi from Get The Gist, we're hosting together. Bro, I'm letting you know now, it's going to be vibes. It's going to be It's going to be cold. And all you guys... You always, people always ask me, where do you find women? And they always say, you don't find you don't find good women in the clubs. Do you, you find, find women in the club? I don't find in the club. Exactly. I don't know your situation. <laughs> I appreciate you not asking. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I don't know your situation. I don't need to know your situation. But the thing is, one thing that my brother's been telling me is that at his events, for some reason, it's just girl. It's just girl. It's just girl. So if you're looking for a good girl. Well, what would you the ratio is? Girl to man. I, I think at the last one, I don't think he had, I don't even think he had up to 10 guys. No, not even 10 guys. Just big girl. Girl. Fine girl. Girl saying, yo, GB, where are the man, man them? them? So the man, they, these girls want to demand them to go. Obviously. They want them there. They're looking for husbands. Obvi They're maybe, looking for a good time. Maybe no husband, but we're looking for a good time. We're looking for a good time. And for right. that reason, bruv, Make sure you pull up. Pull up. It's, it's going to be called. Or something that we can follow to keep What's up. What's called? GB is events. GB, GB events on GB events on um, Instagram. Or you know what? You can go to you can go to my page at Big Dage underscore. Wait, is that but you that you say you won't reply to anything. Yeah. 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 No. No. It's it's tagged. I'm tagged in it, so you can use me to go and find where you need to go find. Oh look, make sure you buy your tickets. It's gonna it's actually gonna be a fantastic vibe. Like Pain sip the Minsky and Big Dej. You know, it's yeah, like look. This is the thing. Not because it's my brother. Bring back get the gist, man. Not because it's my brother. Like at the end of the day, I'm gonna back my brother for whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like I'm willing to go to jail for that nigga. Let's put it that way. However, it's not because of that. Genuinely, the last one looked like a vibe. These man were doing. Right now. These man were doing conga lines. That's who came to the last one. Fam, them, them man were, bro. It was just girls. Just girl. So, man, them pull up. Bring your guys. Bring your girls. 
it's going to be a vibe. I'm going to be on the mic. Demi's going to be on the mic. If you know Demi, Demi's about a good vibe. I'm about a good vibe. Demi came on this podcast to promote the live show, said she's shaking your ass. And all of a sudden, so we sold good out. Vibes. Do you know how we were Quick. trying to sell tickets were moving? Demi said, I might shake your ass. All of a sudden, we sold out. Sold out. So, so she knows she's down for she, she's down for good vibes. Once again, and there's not going to be any any creepy body. If you want to catch a local vibe, you want to catch a local, you know, you paint something and you catch a wine after. Look at you, wine. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Also for you, man, that's Valentine's. That's close to Valentine's Day. Realness. Do you get what I'm saying? You know what? You don't want to. You don't. You don't want to give your side chick something. Or make sure you complete the transfers after the deadline of Valentine's. This way, this way. Start negotiations, though. This way, start negotiations. This way, you can take one finger. You were talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, all, right, all bands aside, all bands aside, what's called tickets available on Eventbrite. You can G, GB underscore events on Instagram. You can go to my, my page, Big Date underscore, and you'll find tickets wherever. We're going to be posting about it. It's going to be a fu- fucking fantastic vibe. Please show up, show up, show up. We're gonna we're trying to make this thing bigger and better. Rages will be there, fam. Yeah, what? Rages, rages are pulling up. Um, what's called also our live recording we have like probably like four more seats maybe yeah I've been three to four like three to four more seats that, that fourth one if we like you or not yeah. <laughs> it depends who it is and what it vibes you bring it really depends who it is or what vibes you bring we're gonna have we're gonna be in the studio we're gonna have a good time and once again I feel like this year is about celebrating the people that celebrate us yeah and like really like you're, you're showing off your rages no matter what we're showing off for the people that support the podcasters the podcast no matter what and that's what the vibe is about so yeah, and look, Fortune, as always, thank you for pulling up. And you know yourself, if you ever just want to have a chat with the boys, and you also have something coming up on the 26th of January. 6th of January. I don't know if the tickets will. No, no, come here. It's a quick substitution. Bro, look, we have technicals, but you, yeah. you'll forgive us. We'll have um, the. Well, those tickets look like they're selling quick, though. Yeah, we got like. Under eighteen left, now. 18 bro. Left. The Rangers don't play, bro. So by the time <laughs> by the Wednesday is here, I don't know if there'll be any more. We got yet. um the premiere of the documentary "I Want to Be a Rager" at the Sugar Club, January twenty sixth. Jameson, I bring in. So it's at the Sugar Club, and you have eighteen tickets left. Yes, sir. Jeez, this nigga moves tickets. Oh wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> this nigga moves tickets. I, you know what? This is what I mean about mediocrity is falling to the wayside. Yeah. Because I'm talking about the tenth. He's talking about the twenty sixth. What's happening on the twenty seventh? Abs is throwing a gala. Abs is throwing a gala. On and the once 27th. again, Jordan tweeted Abs is. Promoting, is, the called, promoting the fuck out of that shit, and also I'm seeing, bro, man is has awards for best dress. Yeah, 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 legit, yeah. like physical. If you're gonna do a gala dress. now, you gotta step it up. Did you get what I'm saying? This guy's doing a premiere of yeah, on the sugar club on the 18th. Fancy rage. How, how do we rage fancy? <laughs> this is the thing. That's just up for interpretation. So a certain man said, okay, fancy rage is a three piece suit. I'm getting photos of three piece suits all of a sudden. I have not got a three piece suit. <laughs> what are you gonna wear? Do you know yet? Nah, not even. Okay, right. So that's a lot of events. The twenty sixth, the tenth, the tenth, and the twenty seventh. Abs is doing a gala. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fortune. Oh, once, once again, shout out to fucking abs, bro. Like, yeah. once again, I, I every time I see, like, whether I'm there or not, in like all the things he's done, you have to appreciate the work. Somebody. Ethic. Thinking outside, bro. My guy's yeah. throwing a bull party. Yeah, he yeah. did a party out in fucking in fucking That's cold. in fucking France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah. Now he's doing a gala. He's yeah. not just saying, "Yo, let's let's do a night out, slap a slap a little night out, and say, yeah, fuck it.' That's what we're doing. Like he's actually throw doing a poster, it. say what DJ's there, mm-hmm. and then do you get what I'm saying? Now he's doing the thing. So like once again, big up to him as well. And once again, I'll have his good vibes every time I see him. He's yeah. always big enough. He's big enough. He used to be goat. so annoying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew when he was in first year, secondary school. <laughs> then he pulled me up and said, what was I doing? I was like, I love but you, once again, like, just appreciate everybody. 
Make sure your rages pull out. Only 18 tickets left. Might be sold out by the time you get there. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it might be gone. 18 tickets left at the Sugar Club. Big things, bro. I appreciate it. Right. If you made it to the end of the pod and you didn't like anything we said today, well, you can charge it to the game. Bang, bang. Thank you for listening.